25 minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday, a Monday where we are spending Sunday at Camp Hask. Welcome to this morning's edition of JM in the AM, or Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. And today, in fact, on this very special Monday, uh, you are listening to a three-hour presentation that we recorded at Camp Hask Today, Sunday, Hask Experience Day. We've waited 12 months for this day. We've waited an entire year, 12 months, to get back to Camp Hask and enjoy this amazing environment and one of the most magical and special places in the Jewish world. And here we are. My name is Nahum Siegel. I say good morning to Miriam L. Wallach. Good morning. Good, m- good morning to you. We're back at Hask. I know, looking better than ever. This is... Uh, and this, I mean the camp. This is one of the um, crown jewels of the Jewish world. And today we are treated to the most amazing and incredible weather. Even better than last year. And last year was pretty good. Yeah, that's for sure. Incredible weather. A wonderful environment, fantastic atmosphere. We have a concert going on already in front of us. That's in advance of the major concert that's going to be going on later on today with Simcha Liner and Lipa and uh, those special guests who are going to be joining the stage here at Hask. And uh, we are just, uh, we're pumped, as they say. (laughs) The campers, the counselors, the staff members, everybody's been greeting us for the last uh, hour or so since we got here with big smiles and with an amazing uh, an amazing and incredible spirit. That's the way it works here at Camp Hask. And I remind those who are listening on this Monday morning that this Hask Experience Day is open to everybody. This is not a visiting day for parents and families. This is a day where the camp is completely open to the entire public. Correct. Where everybody who's ever heard of Hask has a chance to stop by here in Parksville, New York and uh, experience the Hask experience. So I have there to, you have it. I have to tell you two conversations that happened yesterday. Yeah. First one was somebody was asking me, so what should I expect at Experience Day? Right. I said, well, first of all, you need to know that the wedding, weather's going to be great. <laughs> and so he said to me, he goes, how do you know? I'm like, because I know, because it's Hask and it's Experience Day. And all I can tell you is that it may rain at 2.05, but between the hours of 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., it will not rain. And they're like, what, what does that mean? I said, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it to you, but somehow or another, Hask and Jude and Michelle make sure that it doesn't rain between 10 and 2. And it's just glorious. Here. Right. That's the first thing. The second of, second thing is that somebody was asking me, like, oh, so they just put this on for visitors. And I said, no, you need to understand something. This is just an example of what happens every single day at Hask. Every single day at Hask, if they could pull off a concert, a live concert with a stage and a full band, they would. This is not a Sunday for guests kind of a day. This is a day at Hask. It's a snapshot, but it is totally typical. And that's something I think that is important for people to realize. And that's why they invite anybody who wants to come to see, to be experienced, to be inspired, to give, to help, to, to roll up your sleeves, to become involved, or to just take pride in the fact that a place like Hask exists. And uh, you mentioned the music. Uh, which, of course, is a bit unusual for us during the three weeks. Right. But this is Hask, where uh, where they make sure to incorporate music into the regular day-to-day activities, as you right. described. And it's not unusual, even during the three weeks, not unusual at all for there to be live music to really help the spirit of the campers and to uh, act at a 
in some way a therapeutic manner Correct. Uh, for the campers who are spending their summer at Camp Hask. So here we are. Yoni Pollock, of course, is here, and I thank him for all of his help, serving as our chief engineer today. And uh, we, are, um, uh, we are getting set for a, a wonderful visit from many, many people who are responsible for what's happening at Camp Hask this summer. Have you noticed the balloons? Have I you have. noticed all the football references? <laughs> you know, there's a big Super Bowl sweepstakes that's going on, courtesy of Hask. I do, and we're, I'm sure we're going to hear more about it. I should also just give you a heads up. As much as you see already going on here, and Experience Day, I think, has officially begun. The gates are open. You don't realize, but behind us is going to be a whole nother extravaganza that hasn't been set up yet, but is going to be set up probably while we're recording the show. What type of extravaganza oh, is that? A whole bunch of blow-up, inflatable, jumpy oh, thingies that's or whatever. Oh, that's what carnival's going to be? Carnival, that's the word I'm looking for, yes. And so there's all that kind of excitement. So despite what we already see happening here, and of course, the Chickies Chuck, truck. That is one serious that truck. That is a truck. Um, besides the Chickie's truck and all the food and everything else going on and the excitement and the concert, the carnival is still yet to be set up, and we're going to hear more about that. So there's, this is just the beginning is what my point is. Lots going on on this experience day. It is a full day of fun and activities. There's family softball going on. There's uh, the carnival, as you mentioned. Uh, there's the Super Bowl sweepstakes. If you win the Super Bowl sweepstakes, if you're the one who's chosen – in the big raffle, in the big drawing, you get two tickets to the Super Bowl this coming February of 2020. Two jerseys with a choice of size and teams. So if Yoni wins, he can get his Houston Texans extra-large jersey. And, of course, you get airfare in three nights, including Shabbos, down in Miami the first weekend in February. It's going to be cool. It's a lot going on. Well, it won't be cool. It won't be cool. It'll be great weather. But I'm saying it's cool, and you'll be cool. Right. And you'll be the talk of the Jewish world if you win that uh, big prize and end up at Super Bowl what would this year be? Super Bowl 52, 53, something like that. I don't know. Uh, we, we, don't ca we don't count that as much as we count the next Hask concert. And speaking of which. Exactly. Speaking of which, there's someone here who has a habit of, ca of, of counting. <laughs> huh? You're on. You're on. You're on. Don't, don't worry. You're, you're on. on. Don't worry. Okay. Of counting Hask concerts. That would be the one and only Uri Butler. Good yes. morning, sir. Good morning. What number are we up to? Hask 32. We did 32 or we're waiting for 32? We're waiting for Hask 32 now to get him a DVD, DVD. I really want it. And then 33 will be in January? Yes. And will you be at Hask 33? I don't think so. No? <gasps> Haven't you been at almost Hurry. every Hask concert? What? That's don't, impossible. Don't I will. I will be there. Oh, you okay. Will be there. You okay, were, good. You, good. You, were, you were joking with us. Yes, I was. Ooh, you got us worried there for a moment. <laughs> I mean, I show up and Uri Butler's not there. I get worried, frankly. You can't hear it. I know, you can don't, hear, worry. don't worry, we can hear you. We can hear you, you're okay, doing fine. Okay, okay. So tell Miriam Wallach what it was like when when she and I and Yoni Pollock walked into your house in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It was amazing, and I loved it so much. It was so great. It was great. It was great to see you, and you and your family were incredible hosts, and your mom is an amazing cook. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's pretty great. And where's the picture of uh, Nahum Siegel and Uri Butler hanging? It's in my room, bro. Oh, it's in your room. All right, bro is right. All right, <laughs> there you go. I mean, I don't and what was your mother's comment when Yoni had five steaks that night? What was I the, don't know. Uh, it was really awesome, bro. Because you know, was, she I, I was fine with it. She was totally fine with the whole it thing. It was fine. And do you often message Yoni during the year? Yeah. And what happens when you message him? Is he right back to you? 
kind of. <laughs> right. Ori, I know exactly how you feel. I know. Yo- I know. Yoni, we're going to have to step that up a bit. You I think. and I try and reach Yoni, and he just doesn't respond to either one no, of us. No, I don't think so. Not Maybe really. that's because so you don't invite Yoni to a time for Music 33. Me, you, and uh, his mother. Yeah. The three of us don't hear from him. Do you think it's time to invite Yoni to a big concert? Maybe. That would be a good idea. Yeah. That's what we need to do is have Yoni MC. No, no, I'm the MC. Oh, okay, what? good. I am. Wait a second. I hey, thought. You are. Right. Oh. I thought. Yes, you are. Nothing. So wait a second. Let's settle this now. Who's going to be the MC, me or you? I think I am. Holy cow. This is going to be a big change for the Shoot, people. Shoot, now i got to negotiate with you and, and uh, Gersler this year. <laughs> Not really. So this is going to be something. You might actually MC a Hass concert? No, you should. Oh, okay. So as long as we have that straight. Yeah. Because you're the best. Wow. He's got you some game. Came? For a moment, he... Uh, I know. My Her- heart was a flutter. It was basically in my stomach wondering, what, would I not be invited to introduce the acts in January at a time for Music 33? That's right. For a second, I thought we were renaming the network the Uri Butler Network. No, I don't think so. I don't not think really. so no, either. No, no, no. So how many <laughs> weeks are you in Camp Hask? Uh, 30 years. You're 30 years. But how many weeks this summer will you be spending at Camp Hask? Eight, eight it's eight weeks Eight weeks this summer. Hey, Seven and how, weeks. And how has it gone so far? Great. What has been the highlight of camp? What has been the best moment of camp so far? Well, I'm, raise, I'm raising money for sushi now. That's the moment? Your sushi fund? Yes. That's the big moment. Who have we who have we approached? Have all these guys contributed or not? I don't think yet, no, not yet. None oh none of them have contributed to the Uri Butler Fork sushi up, guys. Fund. Look, it's me and Ellie Gerstner. Oh, oh very Ellie nice. Gerstner. Boy, oh Is boy. he the second most important person in the world of Uri Butler, second to Nachum Siegel, or does he beat Nachum? He beats Nachum. Oh, yeah, because he doesn't carry around the picture of me and him, just, to be, just right. a picture of him and Ellie Gerstner. Yeah, I got YBC. Boy, oh, boy. Of course. Now i got to found my own choir yep. and do my own solo act in order to get into the good graces of Uri Butler. And again. your own sushi I know, but fund. The is that <laughs> it's great. All right, who should we shake up for the sushi fund? Should we ask Yoni? Yes. We, yes. What should we tell him? Listen. Give me $100. You were, you were in the butler house, Yoni. You were in the butler house. You had 17 steaks that yes. night. Yes. I mean, wouldn't you think it would be appropriate to cough up something for the Uri Butler sushi fund? I mean, we're really pressuring Yoni, aren't we? Yes, we are. <laughs> it's all right. We don't have to do that to Yoni. Uh, everyone wants to know what's going to end up happening once you reach your goal. Once you reach your goal in the sushi fund, what happens? You go and buy the sushi? I think that will be Mike Sonnen. He's a guy. Mike Sonnen is my cousin. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Julie actually is my first cousin, but we like uh, Mike so oh, much, we say that yeah, Mike is yeah. also my first and cousin. And when Mike, when Mike uh, and you finish up the whole fund and you have all, all the money you need, you're going to do what? You're going to go buy the sushi? Well, actually, I'll be right here in camp because I don't want to be missing. That's so why. Mike will go buy the sushi. Yes. And he'll bring it back to you. Yes. And it'll be one big party. Yeah. Count right. every piece of sushi to make sure Mike doesn't have any. That's right. Of course. <laughs> oh, you, gotta th- you didn't think about that part. <laughs> All right. Well Mike's skimming off the wait, top wait, of the sushi. Yes. When is, when is the Hask 33 going to start? <laughs> Hask 33? Yes. Usually it's 7 o'clock, right? Yes. I think 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock? Yeah. Yes. Usually it starts oh. at 7 o'clock. Okay. What, what year? What, like, what, January 12th? Oh, what day in January? What uh, What do you think, guys? What do you all think? <laughs> I don't know. Come on. You know, if Uri doesn't know the date, the date hasn't happened. Well, let's see. I think the 1st of I'm January is, is a Wednesday, that. right? Am I right about no, that? No, 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 no. 
think Sunday. So you may be right that the 12th of January is a Sunday, and that could be the date of the Hess concert this year. That's right. That would be an incredible and amazing That's scoop. That's true. That's true, yes. If, if you and I here up at Camp Hess yes. figured out on the air when the Hess concert would be, we've scooped the whole world. Nobody else knows when it is yet. That's right. Holy cow, Uri. Oh, Listen, I want to get the DVD of Hess 32. I don't have it. Let's call Ollie Gerstner and get him yeah, on that immediately. I have to ask him. I have yeah, to we'll ask him. We can patch him through. We'll see what he says. All right, Uri, thank you. You're welcome, buddy. And uh, thanks for welcoming us to camp. Sure. And if you want to get into camp, you do have to check in with Uri Butler. <laughs> the, only, the only way you can <laughs> On my WhatsApp. On your WhatsApp. If you need his WhatsApp, ask Yoni, Yoni uh, Pollock. He'll give you I his know, WhatsApp. I know. I want to get yours also. Mine? Yes. I thought you have Yoni's. That's enough. You know, Yoni didn't have to go to hold of me. Oh, come on, man. I want to get yours, Nachum Siegel. <laughs> I do. All right, we'll discuss it. Oh. Uh, A.K.A. Pella is next at JM in the AM. I don't know the mashup, but Lach Buterim call you to the Broadly Ace Nassau, Bechetum, Kola, Zayman, Lach Shimoni, Grom. As I'm a Lach Shimoni, Grom, Shimoni,
A.K.A. Pella with Adon Alum. We're live at Hask on a Sunday. And you're listening to it on a Monday here at JM in the AM until, until 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, the Hask Experience Day is a great day for the community. This year it is absolutely glorious and incredible weather. Now I want to read some of the material that was um, distributed to the community at large regarding today, regarding the Hask Experience Day. There is a family softball game going on. There's an exciting carnival being set up, a live concert that we're going to be part of next uh, uh, later this afternoon. There are pony rides, an inflatable park, and more, and some awesome vendors, including chickies, and I'm told there's going to be a, a sushi vendor as well. That's making this a very, very special day. But the piece to this entire experience day that I want to emphasize is that you can be a winner of a trip to the Super Bowl. Camp Hask Super Bowl sweepstakes with two tickets to the Super Bowl this coming February, two jerseys and the choice of your size and team, airfare and three nights, including Shabbos in Miami. Uh, there's a second prize as well for two tickets to Miami, a third prize as well for a Super Bowl party that's going to be catered in your home or wherever you wish. Uh, it's really amazing, and all you have to do is go to SuperBowl.Hask.org. Again, that's SuperBowl.Hask.org. And you can purchase your tickets. This campaign, I'm sure, is going to go on for a while. And one lucky winner is going to be at the Super Bowl in February down in Miami. So it's a big, big Hask Experience Day, one that uh, uh, is being utilized to kick off. Excuse the, Well, don't excuse the expression. It's a great expression. Uh, to kick off an amazing sweepstakes so that you uh, have a chance to go to the Super Bowl this coming February. Simple as that. The executive director of Camp Hask is Reb Judah Michelle. You may recall he was a guest of ours on JM and the AM last week, inviting everybody to come up to Camp Hask Experience Day. And it looks like his uh, his announcement has uh, was very effective because already this morning here at Hask, we are seeing many, many people come in and start enjoying what it's like to be at Camp Hask on this experience day. Rav Judah Michelle, welcome to JM in the hey, AM. Hey, Boca Tov, welcome back. Boca Tov, uh, the weather is glorious, I must say. Uh, phenomenal. The day is incredible. We've announced the kickoff to your sweepstakes, which is the uh, two tickets to the upcoming Super Bowl. Anybody out there who would like to uh, participate can go to SuperBowl.Hask.org, SuperBowl.Hask.org, and purchase tickets for this um, uh, for this sweepstakes. And if they're the grand prize winner, they're going to be heading to the Super Bowl. But you know what it's really all about? It's all about using the Super Bowl and so many other things to support your efforts here at Camp Hask. That's what it's all about. We want to make sure that you and your staff have what you need to provide for the hundreds and hundreds of campers uh, that otherwise would not have a place to go to during the summer. And Baruch Hashem, our community responds whenever there's a fundraising effort or some type of special sweepstakes or campaign. And here we see the fruits of the community's labor. The incredible campus, the wonderful staff, and all the great campers having a wonderful time at Camp Hask. How has the summer of 2019 been so far? Phenomenal. Chazdei Hashem. It's been unbelievable. Uh, it, 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 it never ceases to amaze me. We've been doing this for a few years already. And uh, it doesn't get old. It's really unbelievable. We have such a beautiful team working together. Uh, we've got a lot of phenomenal support professionally from the community. Incredible families. Our camper families are full partners in everything that we're doing here. 
And you see today, all the families of our staff coming to enjoy the Nachas. It's really uh, extraordinary. Thank God. Um, you're able, over an entire summer, to provide some type of Hask experience for, do we know the exact number of campers or around? How many <laughs> How many campers? <laughs> yes, we do. We know the exact number. Well, I don't mean, I mean the number that are here now. I know they rotate tell you how many pounds of laundry summer. go out every week also. You can tell us that also? <laughs> yeah, we have 320 campers here this summer. Uh, including uh, a nice group of kids who are coming from uh, bungalows in our day camp program. All right. Uh, of all ages. Some are in our academics program. All are in our uh, therapeutic program. And everybody's enjoying the beautiful environment in camp. And if not for Hask, number one, they would not have an environment to be in during the summer. Number two, their parents would have a much more challenging summer. And number three, they wouldn't enjoy the incredible growth that a camper in camp has can experience during the summer because you see miraculous things happen in these eight weeks. Yeah, it's really extraordinary. I mean, there, there, there's so many different elements of this narrative. Uh, all of them are extraordinary and beautiful. Uh, like you mentioned, the parents having their respite. We had our visiting day two Sundays ago, and uh, just family after family after family. Just so thankful and appreciative for the opportunity to have a respite, to have a break spend time with their other children or to spend some quality time together. The derivative effect that has on Shalom Bayis and on Chinuch uh, Habanim and all the different concentric circles and ripple effect of Chesed is really awesome uh, within those families, within those homes. Uh, of course, the campers, the children and, and the young adults with specialized needs themselves uh, who come here and are at the center of everything. It's not uh, an inclusive uh, program. It's a program which is specifically tailored for them. Um, we have more than double the amount of staff than we do uh, campers that we're, that we're providing this uh, service for. Well, if that's the case, then you're approaching 700 staff members. Yes. Yes, we are. Yeah, which I'm sure yes, is a baffling number to anybody who's listening yeah. to I this. I mean, on campus, we're, to, we're hovering around 600 or so. Um, and then we have auxiliary staff that are coming, volunteers and people. We have a nice group of volunteers from Bubba across the street that come right. through to work with our Yiddish-speaking campers. Uh, from, uh, from Williamsburg and from Monroe and Muncie and elsewhere. Uh, and we've got a wonderful group of, of, of people who are coming up um, from, from, you know, from locally, from Sullivan County. We're working with our population professional staff. Uh, it's an amazing unified effort from all elements of the population, from all segments of our community and, and, and beyond. And then today, take a, la take a look around, is the third, is the third uh, jewel in the crown, uh, our staff. And today's the day for their parents, family, friends, alumni, uh, and community members who care to come and enjoy some of that nachas and uh, take part in this. Rev. Judah Michelle, of course, is here. We're at, up at Hask on this JMNAM Monday. Years ago, there would have been a hesitation to open up the camp for an experience day. Would that be right? Would that be accurate? I think, I think the way that the Jewish community and, 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 and the world in general uh, are relating to individuals with uh, specialized needs, with, with uh, intellectual disabilities and physical disabilities uh, has, has changed a lot over the years. And that's a good thing, thank God. There's a lot of progress, a lot more understanding and sensitivity, a lot more inclusion and empathy, and a lot more openness uh, and familiarity. And um, I think that we're part of that, we're part of that as well. And a lot of uh, worthy organizations and people who've made that possible and uh, have blazed the trail. And that Camp Ask is closing in on its 50th year. It's pretty amazing. Uh, and in half a century, a lot has changed, and a lot has developed, and a lot has changed for the good. A lot more streamlining, a lot more mainstreaming. Yeah. Uh, and in Hask, it's especially uh, an acute, um, more of an acute issue because here you have 
you have campers of varying degrees of functionality. I don't know if I'm using the yeah, right terms or not. That's true, of strengths and independence. And well, it was one thing when someone would walk into a shul uh, here in the, in, in the Jewish community in this country, you walk into a shul and feel a certain level of comfort with those who are noticeably a little bit different. But now we have the opportunity to really be in shul in other public places during the year with campers of yours that are, you know, have extreme situations. Yeah, exactly. And I think the that has... getting better. In other words, yeah. the world is coming closer to redemption and people are getting, <laughs> are being more open to each other. And the Havas Israel is something which is, which is, which is more manifest in day-to-day uh, -day interactions and in policy and in architecture and shuls and in the way that people are, are, are relating to and treating others who are different, uh, who might not have the same abilities or strengths. And uh, that's a good thing. And I believe that uh, Camp Ask is at the center of that revolution over the past uh, half century. You know, the, those who've worked here, those who've uh, been affected by, it, by, by what happens here, um, families of people who've worked here are the ones who are the real uh, decision makers in the community, the ones who are the real change makers, the policy makers. And uh, Baruch Hashem, we're seeing a lot of good things in the world. Rabbi Judah Michelle is here. Uh, the dedicated counselors and staff members, some of them put in close to 24 hours a day. It's not unusual, 16, 18, 20 hours, not unusual at all. Uh, it's also not unusual to be woken up in the middle of the night. It is 24 hours. Meaning it is really the, the, hours. The, the bunks are completely integrated. In other words, staff members are living in the bunks together with the campers so that even when they're sleeping, they're sleeping in the same cubicles and in the same Right, the and same you would zone. think, though, that, you know, maybe a couple hours a night where everyone's uh, actually yeah. sleeping. Hopefully everything aligns. <laughs> right. uh, no, we do our best to make sure that the staff is taken care of and that people will stay healthy, but... Uh, when, when you hear, you're on. You know, things are on. What was Shabbos like in camp yesterday? Uh, Shabbos was absolutely beautiful. We Any had, special uh, guests of Rabbi, note? Yeah, we actually, Rabbi Menachem Penner was here for oh, Shabbos. Uh, he's the, the dean best. of Reitz. Uh, there, there's really no one else um, in the Jewish community who so lived every element of our program. Um, uh, Rabbi and Adina Penner were here for Shabbos. Um, they were counselors here, later division heads. They met here. They became a couple got married, returned as a therapist and as the camp rabbi, respectively. Um, parents of, uh, of staff alumni, and they're also parents of uh, Matis, was one of our friends, one of our campers here. So they've really lived every element of the program uh, and represent the best of what, uh, of what Camp Ask is. So it was a real schuss for us, uh, and he always, his Divrei Torah are always phenomenal. It's a great um, speaker. He spoke about the difference between doing chesed and becoming a bal chesed, or a balas chesed, somebody who is... Uh, just spending a summer working and doing versus cultivating that as a, as a, as a personality and being someone who affects the world um, beyond their seven weeks here working at camp. Interesting. That, yeah, that, that, that's what we're trying to work on here. That's what we're incubating. That's what we're cultivating. It's like forward-thinking leadership and being involved in every element of, uh, of Klal Yisrael and the world. Uh, and, and that was good. So he was here. We had a couple of, uh, of alumni here for Shabbos. Every week there's about 50 alumni come through for the weekend to sit in with their old bunks and help out and enjoy and, and hang out. Uh, we had a few Hass couples came back, uh, married to enjoy, and, um, and a few community people who were uh, involved in Camp Hass were here as well. And one of the reasons that you and other rabbis encourage certain students to come and work at Camp Hass is for that reason that Rabbi Penner um, uh, spoke about, and that is to become... Bale chesed, not just to learn what it's like to do an act of chesed and not to spend a few weeks doing chasadim, but to actually 
make it part of oneself. Yeah. Yeah, this is and down the road, as one, exactly. as one gets older and gets married and establishes their own family, that becomes a really important factor. Yeah, exactly. In the Torah, Avoda, and Gimilas Chasadam, this is a fully immersive environment of Avoda, of working, of Mesirat Nefesh, of doing for other people. Uh, as the sign says, when you walk in the front door, the same way that we begin our davening with, I hereby accept upon myself the mitzvah of Ahavtorecha Kamocha, coming in here, ready for full engagement of Ahavtorecha Kamocha. It's pretty amazing. What other slogans are there around camp that I should be aware of <laughs> besides that one? <laughs> Make sure you have your MMRs Mish- and immunizations in. <laughs> I know Mashiach comes here first, right? That's a big one. <laughs> that's from Matasei Solomon. You can take that up with him. Right, so that's <laughs> not written anywhere, huh? <laughs> we just want to make sure everybody has their immunizations in and comes in and, and treats people with respect. That's the only, that's the actually, oh, that's the only actual written word. <laughs> yeah, it's a fulfillment of after Echa also. You could say that again. <laughs> finally, and I know we'll speak to you multiple times during this show, which makes me happy, but finally for this <laughs> segment. You know that people could support Hask and go to the Super Bowl at the same time. Yeah, they you could also that. spend Shabbos in Miami. Right. It's a Shabbos in Miami. Right. It's a Super Bowl weekend Shabbaton and uh, two tickets. Not in the nosebleeds. Real seats. Not in the nosebleeds. Real Super Bowl uh, seats. I don't want to give away too much. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Maybe the Giants will be in it also. It's possible. Could be. There could are be. people at this table hoping for other teams, but you can hope for whoever you want. <laughs> Well, the next thing, whatever. <laughs> Rep Judai, thank you. Thank uh, you for welcoming us to Camp Pass. Thank you so much for being here. We know that it's an awesome day when the Nachum Siegel Network are in town. I appreciate that. Um, it's an amazing day here. Hask Experience Day includes a whole bunch of different uh, I- incredible elements, including a carnival, a big carnival that's being set up behind us for all the kids to enjoy. Uh, we're talking. Thank you, Rep Judah. I hope this doesn't mean you're not coming back. And uh, it's all part of what goes on here on a very, very special day here at Camp Hask. All right, where are we going? We're going to another great selection for your three weeks format as we continue on this Sunday, but really Monday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.
Oh, 
J.M. and the A.M. Monday morning, we're at Camp Hask Experience Day. Miriam L. Wallach, I have a very, very, very big piece of news. You ready for this? Go for it. Have you heard of a gentleman, Amitai Glicksman? I have. Amitai Glicksman is our point person here, helping us secure guests for the different segments that we're presenting here at Experience Day. Right. But do you know what I found out today about Amitai Glicksman? I I don't, but I, I can't wait to hear. He works for Akiva Naiman in no. Oakland, California. <laughs> that makes him the most important person he can have. Obviously. I mean, forget from Judah Michelle. <laughs> I said that. How is it you're two months away from Akiva? <laughs> that is, by the way. So That's commandment wanted, number 12. I wanted to pass that along to you. That's pretty funny. So are we going to... We're going to have to make time now. I would hope. To speak I, to Amitai. I don't know where he is. But and he, by the way. He was here earlier. Let's, uh, let's just also make it clear that our conversation with Amitai will not be about Camp Hask. Obviously. Of course not. Obviously. It'll be about Akiva Naiman. <laughs> not to be confused it. with Kiwi Naiman. <laughs> Correct. Who works here at Camp Hask. And that's Naiman. And that's Naiman. Right. Kiwi told me that. Kiwi that's Naiman, a, that's a Akiva Naiman. Correct. That, and that, the that, fact that they're two different people. That's another That would thing. also be a distinction. <laughs> Rev. Daniel Eisenberg is here. He officially is the head of the recreation program here. At Camp Hask. Rabbi Eisenberg, welcome to JM in the AM. Shalom Aleichem. Thank you so much for having me. Are Thanks people for being here. recreating here at Hask? Uh, we don't stop recreating. <laughs> that's that's the most important part Hashem, of the summer. Hashem created and we are re- recreating. <laughs> I have here a note about some of the things that you're involved with. Hask over the years has made a very big, day, a very big deal about waking up in the morning on any random morning and having a special day. Uh, I think I think last year we were here on uh, Superheroes Day, if I'm not mistaken, and people were dressed up Could in different be. costumes. Have there been any of these special days so far this summer? So I have a calendar here for you. I, I don't know if the... Uh the fans can see us, but uh, every day we have another theme, night activities, theme days, different things going on, Wild West Day. So, Lulao, for instance, early, so, for instance, early in the summer you had a Harry Potter day. That we did. And that meant what? How, how did it manifest itself around camp? Well, you see, we were flying around on broomsticks the whole day. Uh. We had a Quidditch game for everybody. We had roller skating, the adaptable roller skating. Now roller I really skating, feel bad. I know nothing about Harry Potter. I feel terrible. They're I've English. Never, that's what you need to know. I've never read a page <laughs> of Harry Potter. I feel terrible now. Nor have I ever seen a movie or a play about Harry Potter. But I do have members of the JMM family who are big Harry Potter fans. They probably appreciate that. Uh, Wild West Day. Wild West Day means that... Well, in the wild, wild west, we have a lot of activities going on. And people are challenging themselves to uh, what? To ride on horses, to shuck corn, have corn on the cob. Lots of cowboy activities. Oh, that's cool. That's Wild West Day. You have the '60s Day. Yeah, that was that was totally rad, man. <laughs> '60s was great. Uh, Fourth of July. You didn't make that one up. No. That, 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 that was already on the calendar. Yeah. That's on every calendar. 
But it's a full out theme day, everyone. Red, white, and blue. Jungle day, Candyland day, let's fiesta day. You have Hanukkah during the summer. Yeah, so every, every Thursday night we have a special Yom Tov theme. So there's Purim, ah. Pesach, Lagba July. <laughs> How was the Hanukkah night? How'd that work out? It's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful, yeah. Light, light, lighting candles, you presents. Actually, you, you actually know? had candle yeah, we, lighting yeah, presents. Yeah, sh shooting out the candles. Dreidel. Yeah, the whole deal. Tzufkaniot. <laughs> no, not, not, not this year. Last year, yes. <laughs> I like that. All right, so that's that's part of the Hask experience all through the summer, not just today. That's correct. And I, I did notice you did a, did do a superhero day. We did do superhero, which day. means that you know Batman and Superman, all these people are running around all, all day long. All those people. All right, you never know who you may meet here at Camp Hask. That is absolutely the truth. Then uh, night activities. You know, night activities is one of the critical and most crucial parts of summer camping. Uh, a lot of campers and their parents judge the camping experience based on night activities. So what bag of tricks have you reached into to provide night activities for the campers of Camp Pass this summer? So all, so all the themes you mentioned have built-in night activities. So it's not just costumes throughout the day and sometimes you know decorated menus based on the theme, but the whole night activity is like a little carnival. So on, on Luau Day, so we have a, we have a full-out Luau, roasted pineapple, uh, all kinds of things going on, hula dancing, uh, just different themed activities for every single theme you see. That's what we uh, base it on. It's as if you're in Hawaii. Yeah, you feel like you're there. The, the, the what music, was the, the What was the night activity on Wild West Day? Wild West Day was uh, Wild West Carnival. It was a big carnival. Yeah, why not? A lot of carnivaling going on here, yeah. I noticed. Even today, you see that? We don't stop carnival. Yeah, here. you like the carnival here, I see. Concerts and carnivals. Yeah. Those are the two big the, things the here. The two big C's of Camp yeah, exactly. Um, and then I was told that there's an element you have here uh, in terms of the swim department. That yes. there's something that you do um, uh, that has to do with swim. What's that all about? Yeah, so the day-to-day -day programming, other than night activities and the themes going on, we have activities for the campers that are not in the academic program. The ones that are 21 and older, that are too old for school and too cool for school. Uh, they have activities throughout the day. So they have, they'll have art activities and sports and music and game room and things like that. One of the many activities throughout the day is the pool. The academics program also takes part in it, but we have a, a team of, of awesome, energized lifeguards, both in the, in the boys' pool, girls' pool, uh, just uh, with a, a, an amazing adaptable pool with uh, you know, ramps going in. I've seen that wheelchair pool. It's insane. Yeah, for so incredible. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing what they have, all the life vests that they have. Like every, everything, in, in, everything in Camp Ask in general is adaptable, especially in our pool. It's a sight to see. It is something. So any informal swim would be in your department, anything that's not in the official. Oh, no, formal swim also. Oh, formal department. swim is yeah. also there. And uh, all non-academic programming, it says, because you don't want to be accused, God forbid, of doing academic stuff. Yeah. You want to be responsible for the fun stuff. Yes, that, It absolutely. makes you one of the more popular people in camp, that's yeah. for sure. We, we say we put the camp in Camp Hask. It's not just the Hebrew Academy. <laughs> it's Camp Hask because of what the Recreation Department, my team, is able to so do. So carnival and stage, not unusual. What else is not unusual to see around camp when you're walking here on a regular day? What would, uh, what would be another thing that would be... Not that would be common, and that may not be common in other camps. What would you say? <laughs> um, I think the the costumes you'll see people right. walking, the decorations throughout the camp. If uh, if it's uh, you know 60s day, you're going to see peace signs hanging ev hanging around everywhere. Pirate night, see the you know the Jolly Rogers and everything else, a big mass of sail uh, down the d down uh, Rakhov Yanki Eisen. So the the camp is decorated, the people are decorated. Uh, just so much love and energy in the air. Just a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. There's a lot going on. Rob Danielle Eisenberg, head of recreation program at Hask. How many years are you in Hask? Uh, this is my 10th or 11th. And it would be impossible for a rookie to do what you're doing. You need to have that background of what happens on a regular day here at Hask to put this all together. 
I guess so. You would think <laughs> so, right? With enough siyata dishmaya. What was your again. first job here? I was a counselor for four years, and then I was my current position's assistant for two or three, and then I've been running the department for about four. Well, it looks like you're doing a great job. But just about, about the very fact that there's cotton candy and snow cones here, I would say you're doing a great job. That, that's already good news. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much for having me. Rev. Daniel Eisenberg, head of recreation uh, and the recreation program here at Camp Hask. Um, a very, very important component to this camp, to say the least. And we're experiencing some of it today. It's a big carnival atmosphere here today with those snow cones and with the... Uh, and with the uh, cotton candy and uh, the rides and the inflatables and all different things that are going on here. And I want to take this opportunity to say hi on the air to Mr. Elliot Strauss, who is way too much of a stranger for, to, for my liking. I uh, don't want to call him out on the air for not being in touch, but I mean, uh, of all the people. Of all the people I would expect to be in touch, it would be him. All right, anyway, more coming up. Guess what? This is JM in the AM. Monday morning, and we're here at Camp Hask at Hask Experience Day on a Sunday. And I need everybody's help in helping me welcome to JM in the AM, one of the star campers of Camp Hask. Let's hear it for Rachel Gray. Yay! 
Was that a good enough round of applause, or do you want me to do it again? No, you're good. You're One good. more time? Okay, we'll do it again. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, this group that's around our booth here at Camp Ask apparently was not good enough with that round of applause. <laughs> We're going to have to do a little better. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome to Jam in the AM, star camper of Camp Ask, Rachel Gray. <laughs> Much better. That much was better. much better. Yeah, they, did all right. yeah. they did all right on that one. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Yeah. How are you? I've been really good. What's been the highlight of camp so far this summer? Uh, What's been the best thing to happen so far this summer? I think all the really fun and good things. Are there a lot of fun things at Hask? Yes. Can you tell me a couple of the fun things that go on at Hask? Well, for me, it's the concerts. Those are good. And, um... Hanging with all my friends and working at uh, daycare and day camp. So yeah. How many years have you been at Hask? Well, I'm 31 now. I was here when I was 10. Wow, it's a long time. Yeah. Do you make new friends every summer? Yes, I do. You meet a lot of new people. Oh uh, yeah, I have a blast. Who are your counselors here? Where are they? These counselors of yours? Um, Lizzie. How's Lizzie as a counselor? Doing a good job. Obviously, she's really, really cool. Oh. <laughs> if she's your counselor, <laughs> she must be cool, huh? Yeah. And do you have any other counselors, or Lizzie's the one who's mo with you most of the time? Well, it's basically like Rahili and um, I think, who else I forgot? Rahili, Hannah, Talia, and uh, Hanala. You have a lot of wonderful counselors, my gosh. Yeah. How was Shabbos yesterday at Camp Hess? I love Shabbos every day. You like it's nice. I love it. <laughs> That's a good thing to say. I like that. I like Shabbos every day. It's supposed to be like that. <laughs> and so Shabbos is exciting. Yeah. I love it. And there's a lot of singing. Yeah. And dancing and having a blast. And in the afternoon you get that fun by running around the campus with everybody, right? Yeah. Definitely. And it was beautiful weather yesterday. Yeah. So that was good. Yeah. And what do you think of this carnival and all these exciting things that are set up around you here today on this experience day? Obviously, it's like a total cool, um, colorful, loving scene. Hask is it. really cool, huh? Yeah, I love it. The concert, the carnival, the inflatable rides, the pony rides. There's a lot going on here today. Yeah, it's crazy. It certainly is crazy. <laughs> is this the best? So you're in camp about 21 years. Yeah. Is this the best summer of all 21 years? Obviously, this is like my my favorite so far. So far is the favorite summer. Yes. Uh, have you done things out of camp? Did they take you on any trips from Camp Hass? Uh, I think one trip. What did you do so far? I went bowling. Nice. Did you bowl well? Yes, I did. How'd your counselor do? Did she do all right? Yeah, really, really amazing. Boy, oh boy, it's incredible. You have a you have a really fun time here. Yeah, I do. This is like one of the happiest places I've ever visited. Yeah. Some people say it's the happiest place on earth. Is that possible? Yeah. This could be the happiest place on earth. Yes. Can I do a few shout-outs, actually? Who are we doing shout-outs to, Rachel Gray? Well, one is to my Uncle Alex and my dad. Uncle Alex! Yeah, because um, he's in San Diego. Okay. And my dad's in Israel. All right. So, yeah, I'm want to do that. Good. And to uh, Ellie, of course, best friend ever. Great. So, yeah, and um, basically all to my family who's at home and wants to have a great time during the summer. You did very well with these shout-outs. I'm very proud of you. 
Yeah. You're a natural on the radio. How about a <laughs> shout-out to Yoni? Could you give Yoni a shout-out? Yeah, definitely. He deserves one, right? Yeah, he's really, really cool. He is a cool guy. I mean, come on. Not all the cool people are at Camp Hask. We have some cool people at the Nahum Single Network as well. Yeah. Thank you, Rachel. Let's hear it for Rachel, everybody. Have a good day, everybody. Have a great day. Enjoy the Hask experience. And this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com, on the NachumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Format Monday. We are at the Hask Experience Day on a Sunday, one of the most glorious days of the summer, not just weather-wise, but trust me, that's part of it, uh, but just in general, watching all the staff and campers and all the wonderful visitors having an amazing time here at Camp Hask. And we are joined by three wonderful guests uh, in this beautiful mobile studio they created for us here at Camp Hask. Uh, we have Shmiel Khan, who's camp director and director of the Hask Center. Shmiel, thank you for welcoming us back here at JM in the AM. Nachum, it's nice to be here. It's Appreciate nice to be that. here, Nachum. Thank you very, very much. Thanks and for being here. Thanks for making this long trip up to Camp Hask. It's always a cover to see you and your team at Camp Hask. You know that the trip get, that Hask gets closer and closer. You know that. <laughs> I know that. It's very close to your People heart. People are so anxious to get here that the camp actually gets closer and closer geographically. The trip goes like nothing because people are so anxious to get I here. I feel the same thing. Even though I spend a lot of time on Route 17, I feel it gets shorter and shorter every, every time I, I drive up there. And all kidding aside, if you'd ask the campers on the first day when they're on that bus, they would say the bus ride goes like that. For sure, for so sure. So that's a pretty cool thing as well. For sure. Reb Abe Eisner is here. He's chairman of the board of directors at Hask. Uh, Abe, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. Thank you very much. I was a little concerned about the weather. Yeah. The forecast that I was listening to said 10 inches of snow, but I guess <laughs> it all melted. And we're having a great day of Camp Hask. Thanks to you, Nachum. Can't it, do it without you. It is absolutely glorious and beautiful. I see we have some visitors here, Abe. Uh, these Are these... Uh, are these people who have joined Camp Hask Experience? Now? No, that's part of the fun. That's part that's of the fun. That's all part of Camp Hask uh, Experience. I'm referring to some of the goats that you, are traveling you, you around You here. never know what you can expect in Camp Hask. And Yehuda Mayor Horowitz is here, development coordinator here at uh, Camp Hask. Yehuda Mayor, shalom. Welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nachum. Thank you for having me. There's a, a lot to be on. I appreciate that. And there's a lot to talk about in regard to development because you know that this audience 
and our community in general takes support of Camp Hask very, very seriously. And we will talk after we speak with uh, Abe and Shmiel. We're going to talk a little bit about how people in the community have helped and how they can help. And by the way, as I say all this, I'm looking at your latest innovation, which is the Super Bowl sweepstakes, which I think is a brilliant idea. Everybody now in this country wants to try to have the Chavaya and experience going to the Super Bowl at least once. And now they have a chance if they go to SuperBowl.Hask.org. Shmiel, how do we... Uh, that was Yuna Mayer's idea. And he's carrying it forward. Oh, so it's a good idea. And we'll talk more about it coming yes. up. How do we judge if it's a good summer? You've been in this position for a long, long time, Shmiel. Uh, we sit here about halfway through camp. How do we look back on the first half and evaluate if it's been a good summer or not? Well, let me correct you. It's not halfway. It's only two more Shabbos and left the camp. That's half. it, huh? Right. Yeah. Um, like I said, it goes like that. It goes by the snap of a finger. And we judge the uh, summer, how it's going by... Watching all the counselors and other caregivers take care of the campers that are here, as well as the, 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 the input from the parents of what Camp Hask means to them, the, the respite that they're getting, and as well as what Camp Hask means to the counselors, how they become a, better, a bigger mensch, giving of themselves all they got to each camper. And that's something you've seen up close and personal. You've seen the transformation of staff members from first-year staff members to true Balei Chesed. Uh, visiting day is uh, experience day started about an hour and a half ago. I must have met about 20 or 30 parents who tell me I was a counselor. You remember my name? And I say, yes, I do. Well, my son is here now. And I met one who says, I was here, my daughter was here, and my grandchild is here now. Like I said, you've been here a long time. Isn't that Givaldic? <laughs> Isn't that Givaldic? <laughs> but let me tell you something. The most important part of Camp Pasch is the respite that the parents get during the summer while their child is, is here, is up in camp. And some, unfortunately, have two. We have one family that even has three children here. And you can imagine the, the rest that they need uh, during the summer and that they're getting during the summer having their, their children here. You've known Hask from the beginning. It's been part of your family's blood. <laughs> Since 1963. Since My parents started Hask in 1963. What would the attitude in the Jewish community be to those with challenging situations if Hask never started? Well, I don't want to be an honor and say someone else may have started it, but when my parents started it, it wasn't so, <coughs> so, so easy to say for a parent, I have a special needs child. Especially the, the, the whole for parents to come through and start to talk that they have a special needs child is only, only in the last generation, the last 10, 10, 15 years. Before that, you never heard of it. You, 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 if, if a parent had a special needs child, either they sent it to an institution or they kept it closed in their house. They never walked on the street with them. If you walk Shabbos afternoon in Borough Park, I can pass up on the way to Shul Shabbos afternoon, I'll pass up two or three wheelchairs. Some of them are from our agency, some from other agencies. But it's, it's, it's become more prevalent right now for parents to talk about it, it and it's it good for them to talk about it because the more they talk about it, the more help they're getting. And the attitude of the community would be much right. different if they wouldn't Correct. have had this, this institution of Hass. But I want to tell you something else. I think besides Camp Hass, the seven weeks in Camp Hass, there's a whole big Hass down in New York called Hask Center, right. where Hask Center gives the opportunity for parents, even during the year, to talk and to, to, to get services. Uh, that, 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 that they really need all year long. 
We have what's called, we have residential programming with all types of group homes for high functioning individuals, low functioning individuals. In fact, we're opening up another home now for young teenagers that's going to be opening up in about six months from now. We, just, we got approved from the state. Uh, we have a day programming. We have a day hat program. We also have a yeshiva day hat program where every, every day from 9.30 till 12 o'clock they, they learn in the Bismedrish on 16th Avenue with a Rebbe and they learn, they learn Torah, they learn Halacha. We also have Kamhab because community rehabilitation where staff takes the child out of the house and um, uh, take some different activities, try to help him and work, work on his, his th the, all the therapy that he gets during the day needs to be worked on in the evening as well with, with either with the parents or with, or with the other caregivers. So we provide staff going into the house as Kamhab or as respite. We even have what's called an overnight respite home. If a parent has to drop, needs, a, needs a rest for a Shabbos, they can drop off their child at 2018 Avenue J. That's our respite home. They can drop off for two days, three days, and sometimes even a week. And we have what's called a supportive employment program where we find jobs. We must have over 100 people working in the community in different types of uh, work, uh, work uh, sites where uh, they earn, they're able to earn money and uh, they feel like a mensch because they, they, at the end of the week they get a check. Unbelievable. So the whole thing there's is There's a lot going on. If I may brag for a moment, you know where Chava Siegel was until 9 o'clock this morning? Tell me. Yes, uh, you know yes, where I she do. was. She was at 28, no, 2102 Avenue I. Correct. Sorry. <laughs> I know good. all about it. Doing some very good work, I must uh, say. She, she's there from Friday afternoon till, till this morning, yes. And getting a lot of experience. A lot of experience, and I hope she's going to continue. Uh, Abe Eisner, thank you, Shmuel. Abe Eisner is here. He is uh, board of chairman of the board of directors. How do you judge if the summer is going well? When I see Shmuel and the rest of the staff smiling, you know, so right. I know we're doing a good job. But, but really, what gets me going is, is looking at the staff members. As Rabbanim and, and Rosh Hashivas that come here, they call them Malach Right. And when you see the Malach Ayashuras working diligently, taking care of these campers from their heart. Not, it's not a job. It's a mission. It's, it's from their heart. It, it just gets me going and, and, and to do more and more to try to get funding and fundraising and whatever it takes to expand the camp. I mean, you may have heard that the, the issue, the big issue that we have here in this camp, unfortunately, is that we turn away 50 to 75 families. We just have no room for it. We have additional land that we bought adjacent to the camp, and we'd love to raise money to be able to uh, accommodate additional parents that are in desperate need of camp pass services. The needs are immense, and the number of families that you can service is just incredible. The list goes on and on. It, it, it's un it's unbelievable. Right now, we're serving about 310 families for this for this summer. Right. Each one of them is in desperate need of a respite. As Mr. Eisner said, we have bought a 200-acre lot adjoining Camp Pass uh, on this on the on the north side of Camp Pass, <coughs> and we are looking for donors for about five to seven million dollars, so we can get get the project started. And it's really really needed because we turn down people. Many, many dozens of people have been turned down to come to Camp Pass this summer because we uh, just didn't have the place for them. We uh, Yehuda Mayor Horowitz is here, development coordinator. On that topic, <laughs> on that topic, we turn to you. Uh, you know that this audience and the Jewish community in general, as I said, takes fundraising for Hask very seriously. What are some of the initiatives that are now in play where people can be part of the growth of Camp Hask? 
Right, so thanks, Nachum. Obviously, right now, today, we're just launching our first ever Super Bowl raffle, an amazing raffle. For $180, you enter in this raffle. You have, you have a chance of winning two Super Bowl tickets with a getaway vacation to Miami for the Super Bowl, four other great prizes. That's obviously number one for today. And we actually just made a huge event, a uh, all-men's concert. Oh, how did it go? The all-men's concert was amazing, amazing. The only thing that was not there was the the MC just it was just I don't know. <laughs> well, we were in Israel broadcasting hear, that week. Couldn't hear anything, and uh, it was just it's hard to get the message across. <laughs> Thank you. But besides that, everything else went. I was hoping it was a successful event. It was a major, major success. Around 750 people um, came to the first ever men's event in the summer. Um, there was a huge buffet beforehand, a full lavish meal, and a performance one of a kind. It was uh, what was unique about this event that we just did was the theme of the night, the whole musical journey was all about camp, was expressing camp, expressing what camp does to the families, to the campers. It was the theme of it from beginning to end. It was all about Hask. Just so they're the in Brooklyn, and you're basically saying, "Here's what's going on in Parksville exactly, right now." Exactly. They were talking about that right now while we're sitting here tonight, enjoying yourselves. You are giving the opportunity for a counselor and a camper to put a camper to sleep to, on a feeding tube on an infirmary, giving a chance for a camper to strive. It's funny. It's a different perspective than when the winter concert takes place. True. True. It's like that's what the message was right now. You guys, Correct. right now. Are making it possible. Making if it we were happen. to travel up to camp, this is what you'd see uh, at that very moment. I remind everybody, Super Bowl sweepstakes has kicked off, which means you can win two tickets to the Super Bowl, two jerseys, airfare, three nights, including Shabbos in Miami. Go to SuperBowl.hask.org. SuperBowl.hask. You don't have to be here today in order to purchase a ticket. Of course not. Online. You go online. Now. And this will go at least a couple of months, right? This will go for sure for a few months. At yes. least a couple of months. Uh, SuperBowl.has.org. SuperBowl.has.org. Anything else you want to mention, Yehuda Mayer? Um, I think it's important for the community at large to understand uh, there's a misconception out there that people think that Camp Ask runs by itself. Right. And we don't need the community's help. Unfortunately, we have we have many, many campers that are, we take the campers, not only the easiest campers, but we take the most needy campers. Any camper that could come here and gain anything we accept, and no matter how hard it is, and the costs for such services are astronomical. And even after the parents pay their tuition, and after we still need more help from the community, and it's important for the community to understand that we need their help. And that message is very important. It's a message we continue to tell everybody. Thank you very much for joining us here today. To you, the mayor, thank you. Shmuel, thank you. Abe, thank you. JM and the AM as we sit here at Camp Hask Experience Day with the smell of popcorn in the air. Oh, does that smell good. It's a carnival after all. I mean, come on. There's a carnival going on, a concert going on, and there's delicious and incredible snacks all around us. And uh, Kiwi Nyman is the head of alumni engagement, development, uh, excuse me, alumni engagement. He is uh, somebody who joined us last week on the air. And uh, he is here with us at Hask Experience Day. Kiwi Nyman, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so, so much. How many years have you been at Hask? Oh, I'm coming on 10 years of being associated. I was a lifeguard once upon a time, a counselor, division head, and now I, I transitioned into this role. Of What's 10 years at Hask? Not rookie, but like uh, one of the beginners, right? It's like a beginner <laughs> yeah, for 10 like, years. It's like I'm it. just starting to get right, it about. Basically, just, just kicking <laughs> off your Hask career, basically. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so you've had all these different positions, and now they have you as the, uh, I guess we'd call it Director of Alumni Engagement? Yep, Director of Alumni Engagement. The number of alumni of Hask has got to be in the thousands. Oh, it's, it's, it's huge. I mean, it's, you know, it spans even just from when I was here, the number's in the thousands. How so many are here today of the alumni? Of the alumni? So we're trying to get a good gauge. You know, of current staff, every year we have about 500 people. So if you just, you know, add that each year, we probably have a few hundred alumni here. I'll tell you, it's a, it's a unique group. It's large, but it's a unique group, a group that only they could understand what it's like to be in a bunk and do the things that they need to do, or the counselors that they need to do for their campers. Yeah. yeah a, group, a group that are the only ones who understand that the people in the office, as hard as they're working, are not working as hard as they are when they're dealing with the campers. And they work pretty hard in the office. For sure. For sure. You know, it's... Everyone knows how amazing Hask is in terms of what we do for our campers. And everyone knows when you think of Hask, you think of a child with special needs, different needs, and taking care of him. But what people don't realize as much is what we're doing for our counselors. And part of alumni engagement is to the only people who realize are the counselors themselves. They walk out of here a changed person. And that's something that, you know, it's important for them to realize and be reminded of and for the world at large to realize that what's going on, we're not just servicing people with special needs. We're not just servicing individuals have you know, different different needs than the rest of us. We're also helping these counselors become better husbands, wives, parents. Charlie Harari was here. Community leaders? Community leaders, for sure. We had actually Charlie Harari here at, at Camp Orientation. I saw that speech. Yeah. And I he, loved it. And he, and he was <laughs> able to relate how, from being a counselor here, you know, he is who he is and his name and, and what he accomplishes and professionally and personally. And it's just amazing to see what, you know, Hass can do for someone. Did you meet any first-year uh, staff members at the beginning of camp this year? Did I meet any? Yeah. I, I met a few. Did they ask you for advice? Did they ask you for direction? So a little bit. You know, I was, I was talking to a few guys that I know from beforehand, and they were they were nervous. You know, it's, it's normal to be nervous on the first day I'd here. I'd be petrified. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and they're asking, and they're, they're, like, looking, and they're saying, well, what, what am I going to do? You know, I just got, you know, a camper file. I just learned about what it means to take care of my specific camper. And, and it's scary to me, and sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's really challenging things for a 19-year-old, you know, guy who's out of his year in Israel coming here, and he's never, he's never done anything. All he did the entire year was learn and go out to eat. And now he's coming, and he's, and he's going to work. He's going to be up at night, and he's going to be changing campers. He's going to be helping them with their learning. And he's, it's, it's a crazy thing. And he comes, he says, what am I going to do? And we say, don't worry about it. Say, look around. Don't look at the other guys who are nervous. Look at every veteran counselor. Look how excited they are. Look at the alumni that literally every Sunday and Friday here, and even weekdays also, but specifically weekends, there's a constant flow of alumni just coming in. They just want to be a part of it, and they want to see it and to see yeah. what See, that's why in your day there was more of that, I'm not going to be able to do this, I have to leave. Now there's less of it because they're surrounded by so many more who've done it already. Exactly. It's just now there's already, there's a Masora. There's, right. I know my older sister did it. I know my neighbor did it. I know my, you know, cousin did it. And people just start to hear, oh, my gosh, it's doable. Was that a shout-out to Camp Masora? It sounded like it. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of friends up there, you know. <laughs> anyway, so that's some of the stuff that's going on at Hess. Now, alumni who are listening, because there are people tuned into this radio show on a Monday who were staff members at Camp Hask at some point, what would you like them to do? Uh, so really, we're actually working now. We're working really hard on creating ways for them and avenues for them to get involved. To get involved doesn't just mean to be able to come back to camp, and it doesn't just mean somebody who still feels, you know, they're still calling their camper every Shabbos. You know, people, somebody's here 20 years ago, they might have lost a little bit of touch. Maybe, maybe they're not in touch with their campers anymore and their campers' families. 
And what we're doing is we're trying to create societies. We're creating these alumni societies, you know, different tiers for people at different stages of life, different levels of how engaged they are with camp, just to be a part of things. You know, we're going to do more. We, we mapped out a calendar for the whole year. We're going to be rolling out events, all kinds of gatherings with campers, without campers. There's, there's a value to just getting those alumni, those people in the same room again, that shared experience is something so inherently intimate that even if they you were here in 2008 and I was here in 2012, you know, they can feel connected and they can feel a part of it. All right. What should they do practically? Should they email you? Should uh, so they go to a website? What should yeah, they do? Yes, so we, we have a few different websites for them to check out. They can definitely email me or give me a, a call. A few different websites. Yeah, we have a, so K-Nyman, N-A-I-M-A-N, at campass.org. But we have two different websites for two different alumni societies. They can go on the main Campass website, but specifically they should check out Pillars campask.org and there's they'll find all the information about our pillar society which is our society of people who really want to get involved they want to be a pillar for camp they want to support and hold up and be a partner with us both in terms of you know being here for us and being part of us as well as as well as you know helping us plan events and plan other engaging things for the other alumni and how to reach out further and how to expand their reach and we have a high society a high society where people can contribute $18 a month to show us support, you know, a symbolic show It goes a long way for camp, and to get alumni involved. So that's chai, C-H-A-I, dot campass.org. So it's pillars.campass.org and chai.campass.org. Or just go to the regular campass website and click the following links. And if you're an alumni who wants to go to the Super Bowl, go to superbowl.has.org. Ah, that's right. Yeah, the Super and Bowl. And you might be the big winner. Yeah, right behind us now, they blew up this giant football kick. It's 40 feet high. It's amazing. That's right. And just the, the energy here of football, it's great. We're in the NFL spirit up here in that's Parksville. Right. Thanks, Kivi. All right, thank you so much. You're amazing. Kivi Nyman, everybody's alumni engagement head here at Hask. We have uh, Rev. Dr. Benji Epstein, who's one of our favorite guests each year. Nice to see you, sir. Good to see you. Not he is Director Henry. of Staff Development and Clinical Research, and I know that sounds very serious. Sounds very serious, but we'll have some fun, and we'll speak serious stuff as well. And we'll take a selfie. Selfie time! Plus, I see you brought a special guest with you. Natanel Goldstein is here. He's a division I head. I am, I am, I am. He's a division head here at Camp Hask. How has your summer been so far? My summer has been, I would say, su more superior than it has been in the past. Been here four years, now counselor, division head for three years. Um, by far, it gets better every single year. Which division do you head? I head the Rayum division. It's teenagers with autism. Um, very, very difficult. But you know what? The counselors are up for it. They do an amazing job. Um, and if you haven't seen what goes on here at Camp Hask, you're missing out. How many campers are in that division? We have 63 campers. 63 who belong in that category? Yeah. Yep. It's it's something really, it's a sight to be seen. It's do a you, sight to be seen. Uh, do you Without the help of Benji, uh, <laughs> we would be in big trouble. Well, I, I assume that aside from, and this is going to sound probably very amateurish the way I put it, but aside from the regular training and guidance that you have to give, I would assume in the Rayum division you're giving a whole other set of rules and, and instructions. Natano and I are working hand-in-hand -hand to support the staff to identify the the adolescents, the amazing teenagers who come to Hask, there's a certain quality that you need to be a Rayum counselor. They're they're the Golani Brigade. They're they're. Can they're you the describe elite. some of those qualities? So we actually we're talking about like we're doing some research and talking about cutting just edge, cutting, cutting edge. Well, not so cutting edge. We just give a quick questionnaire, just identifying certain personality traits. You need to be 
someone who doesn't need to be on the videos. You need to be meticulous with your job. You need to be able to follow through on the behavioral plans. And Natanel's there day in day. A details person. Details person because these these kids thrive and, and schedule and order. And in camp, you know, it's 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 fun and everything. But for 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 an individual with autism. Natanel and I work on, on finding those counselors who are going to get them where they need to get and make sure that they're taken care of in the best way possible and having fun. And you can go around and ask these counselors, are you having a fun summer? And they'll say things like, I love it. And you'll be like, what exactly do you love about this? And they'll say every single aspect, the wake up, the feeding, the showering. I mean, he could have war stories. It's, it's war stories, but uh, they're, they're, they're just, it's just filled with simcha. Now, in general, you bowled me over with this. Uh, in general, we know that being a counselor is a 24-hour job in this camp. 24-7. Right. But for some reason, again, from the perspective of a layman, it always seems when the word autism is put in the equation, the level of, of not devotion, but the level of, um, of um, supervision even goes up more than that. As, well, and and I'm not, this yeah. is not an insult to no. those who are dealing with the regular campus. No, they, they, they know. They know that, and, and, and the way the divisions are split up, and I think it's done, you know, with Rav Avi Pollock, and, and the way Rav Natanel is, is, is on top of it. You want to address this? Yeah, I Tell mean... Tell me about that supervision element. Well, uh, when you think of autism, it's very concrete. It's living in a, in a very concrete world, and if a camper wants a specific thing at that moment, they're going to try and attempt to get whatever it is that... And the counselor has to be able to make that call of that's the right thing to do right and now. And that could be in the middle of the night. That could be at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. You can have a camper up either like nudging you, like waking you up, or just bolting out the door. And, and to, <laughs> for the counselors at Teenagers to be able to jump out of bed and, and go help and care for the camper is is beyond imaginable and that's and either adolescents it's not like professionals and that's where yeah, the, I that, get it. That, that's where <laughs> the gro- that's where the growth is myself and, and and Shuli Sohn working in terms of, of of supporting the staff we help them to see that that's actually where the growth is it's not gonna have you're not crossing an old lady across the road where you feel good about it you don't feel good about jumping at somebody told me that they recently helped a camper with a seizure and they didn't didn't remember because they did it so unconsciously so so ma- uh, maternally but right. it was instinctively. Dude, instinctively and you don't necessarily feel good about it but you walk out of this place a better person bar none pound for pound every single person who walks in here leaves here a change for the better person and it's magical that's the magic of camp Ask. high five i also think that not that this is the most important thing but i think you develop people who uh who get to get to get to hone their skills in emergency situations? Yeah. You always want kids to grow up to be adults who are good in emergency situations, and obviously this is part of it. It's it's mind blowing because it happens through osmosis just by being here. They're not consciously working. And on if it. remaining calm is number is the first step, then they're learning how to remain calm. Sure. Remain That's calm. the first thing they're, that they're and they're empowered to do it. Because I saw an episode here about an hour and a half ago <laughs> where I did Can not we say it on air. Where I didn't think I could remain calm, but the counselors I think it may have been you. Yeah. Whoever was dealing with it with this camper who was lying on the ground, whoever was, oh, yeah. whoever was dealing with it <laughs> yes. was sort of like, all right, you know, like, but, all right. But we've no had big guys, deal. we've had guys on the way Camper just sits down on the ground, and the counselor sits down next to him for the next 45 minutes. My sin b'choyom. What my happens? S- my sin b'choyom. Well, we do meditation, but my sin b'choyom. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, every time you come on, you reveal something new new to me that's simply <laughs> remarkable. Uh, speaking with um, Natanel Goldstein, who leads the Rayim division. The leader. 
Captain. Right, Dr. Benji Epstein, direct staff development and clinical research here at Hask. A lot of that development is in groups, and some of it is one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, all day. Can we talk? Can we talk? Can we talk? And the chief rabbi of the world, Rajuda Michelle, has empowered myself and to work together with such good colleagues like Rabindano. So the counselors know they go to you one-on-one -on -one It's th without th scheduling appointments. They, they, can we talk? Can we talk? And then, to toot my own horn, the nice thing about it is we could be talking about some anxiety issues. We could be talking about some co-issues. When there's a co-issue, we work together in tandem, me and Rev Natano, the other division heads with Shuli, Rebbitz and Shuli, where we together, we're, 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 we're plotting out because they need the support and they're getting it because they're doing a Herculean job. And uh, we could be talking about sports. We could be talking about social things. We could talk about your campus, we could talk about your co's. And it's, everyone knows that it, this is a place where, of growth. And so we're open and we're talking about things. We're giving sichot. We're talking about about uh, you know continuing education in terms of what they're doing, and uh, we're just growth oriented. If there's 63 campers in Ram, how many staff members are there? Oh, a lot. Over I mean, 100. Let's go to the WhatsApp group. Over 100. Yeah, I mean, you think the ratio is is five to four, five, five to counselors, four. four campers. One counselor. Um, oh, Benji's so Benji got his handful. <laughs> it's not as no. intensive as I thought, Every, but it's there. Everyone's supporting everyone here. I mean, we have three clinical psychologists on staff, but the, you know, it's it's. The staff is getting from us. We're getting from them. Is this very similar to the work you do during the year or not? Not at all. Nothing at all? Not at all. I mean, I work... This this is an age group that I definitely work with in terms of the, the, the gap year students. So they, they, they I definitely speak this language of, of, of <laughs> teenage funny. insecurity. <laughs> no, but I think I think without Dr. Bendy, without Shuli Sohn, like, we would be... It would be hard. It would be harder than, than it ever was. And I was here as a counselor when we didn't have... Um, professional guidance, yeah, or and, to this and level, you, professional you totally see the difference right. in the amount of enthusiasm that the counselors have when they, after coming to Dr. Benji, talking and, and just getting re re-energized. And they have a role model in Rav Natanel and all the division heads, the, just people who they can look up to as dugmai shoot, like really personal. These are people who we, everyone here is a good person. You're working in Hess. You're a good person, and we want everyone to walk out of here with that feeling of accomplishment, where you did something. You did something that you'd never imagined yourself possible to do, and uh, we love that you guys are here, Miriam and Nachum. You guys, you guys, you guys are part of the team. Well, you've given you me quite an experience today. I can tell you that much. Thank you both very, very much. Thank you, thank you very More much. More coming up. Keep it right here. We're at Hask Experience Day at JM in the AM. <laughs>
Schlockapella here at JM in the AM. We're at Hask Experience Day on a Sunday, a glorious day, a beautiful day, an incredible day. And we are here because uh, today Camp Hask opens its doors to the entire community. Come see what it's all about. Come see what everyone goes crazy about when they visit Camp Hask. What is it that they uh, that they always that they're always talking about when they return home and bring all these incredible stories from Camp Hask? to the respective communities. That's what Hask Experience Day is all about. Big concert, big carnival, whole bunch of stuff. And Rav Judah Michelle is here at my side. He's going to help me give her my gold watch for a morning off and to give a little bit of chizuk to our listening audience on this Monday morning JMAM. Rav Judah, are you ready? You're all set? Here we go. Rav Judah Michelle with some morning chizuk at JM in the AM. We all yearn for clarity. Everybody wants to know where to go, what to do, and how to do it. Torah HaKadoshah is our source for direction in life, Torah Chaim. There are three times in the Torah where Klal Yisrael doesn't know what to do, where we face a situation that uh, we don't have clarity. And three times the Tzadik Moshe Rabbeinu, the leader of the Jewish people, consults HaKadosh Baruch Hu, wants to know what do we do. First in the Parshas Bahaloscha, a group of Jews who were Tmeim Lenefesh, who had missed the opportunity to bring Korban Pesach, wanted to do so at a later date. Perhaps someone was B'derech Rechoka, far away. Am I able to make up this uh, opportunity of bringing a Korban Pesach with the rest of Klal Yisrael? Moshe Rabbeinu turns to Hashem for the answer. The second is in our Parsha that we read just a couple of days ago, Parsha's Pinchas. The Benos Tzalafchad push to receive their father's Nachla after their father's Tzalafchad passes away. They want to know, can the inheritance come to us, to a woman? And the third is what we're reading this coming week in uh, Maaseh. In Chutz Laaretz. In Chutz Laaretz. <laughs> <laughs> the collective we. Uh, uh, when the Venos Tzalafchad again... You know, at home, they already read it. <laughs> <laughs> the Venos Tzalafchad again want to know, can we retain our inheritance? All three cases are situations where there was uncertainty, a lack of clarity, and Moshe Rabbeinu turns to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the answer. Uh, I heard a beautiful uh, answer suggested by our program director, my dear friend, Rabavi Palak, Rabavim Zalman. Uh, Shlita of Beit Shemesh, uh, who suggested that in all three cases there's a similar language. 
of Lama Nigara. Why should we be held back? Why should we lose out? Why should we lose out? Because we're Tamei Mlanefesh, because we were pallbearers for the bones of Yosef Hatzadik. Why shouldn't we be able to be part of Klal Yisrael and be and participate in that mitzvah? Why should we lose out in the Nachla of Eretz HaKodesh from our father's inheritance? And again, if we were to marry other Shvatim, why should we lose out on that inheritance as well? Each situation is the language of Nigara, of, of, of losing out. It's, it's, uh, it's particularly poignant teaching sitting here in Camp Ask, uh, where the whole purpose and the raison d'etre, a whole mission is to enable everyone to participate, to create a level playing field for everyone to be a part, for, no matter what someone's abilities or lack thereof, whatever their strengths or, 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 or physical or, or intellectual level, is able to be a part of the magic here in Camp Ask. Uh, Klai Yisrael has gotten so much better over the years in uh, advocating, learning from Moshe Rabbeinu of why should they lose out, why should Klai Yisrael lose out from the opportunity of engaging HaKadosh Baruch Hu and engaging Yiddishkeit in all of its joy. During these days of Bein Sarim, days where we're focused on Avas Yisrael and on opening our gates and bringing people close, we're, uh, we're, we're thanking Camp Hask and Hask Center for their advocacy and work on behalf of, of all of those who can't speak on behalf of themselves and bless all of us to be able to be participants in the future of uh, Klal Yisrael, which is the building of the Beis HaMikdash B'mheira. So if uh, those with special needs may have gone and said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Lama Nigara, Kaviyochel, he may have gone to HaGadosh Baruch Hu and HaGadosh Baruch Hu may have said, found Camp Ask. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, the Rebona might have said also, uh, join the Super Bowl sweepstakes. <laughs> right. I, I don't want to be possible. presumptuous and know what God's <laughs> yeah, will is. Yeah, according to the old timers, you're supposed to say Kaviyochel. Kaviyochel. Don't forget yeah, that part. Is great, but it could be exactly. <laughs> that within the Eruv, <laughs> with the good Asik sitting inside the sukkah, maybe we should buy Super Bowl tickets. Uh, you did notice that I mentioned that we're reading Matos and Chutzlar at this uh, Shabbos. Indeed, indeed. This coming Shabbos. That's, that's already been Shabbos done. Shabbos is the Bracha. It is Sunday, which is really Monday on the oh. air. We're still drawing from the Kedusha of Eretz HaKodesh, right. Leining Masse, Matas Masse. So it's only Pesach, Shani, and Tubinos Slavchod episodes. That's interesting. There's if a Gemara, the Gemara Menachos. If it's not, please don't wreck the Vort. I mean, that was right. my shot. There's a Gemara Menachos that says there were three things that Moshe Rabbeinu did not understand that he asked HaKodesh Baruch about. You familiar with that Gemara at all? Are you? It's oh an obscure God. Gemara. I don't think anybody except for me knows it. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Rabbi Ari Leibowitz. One uh, was, uh, I'll do this very quickly. Rabbi Rosner. Very quickly. <laughs> One was uh, Tuma Vatara, right? So that's why it says Vizeh Hatame Vatara Vizeh. One is Menorah. How could something, you know, so ostentatious be holy? So it's a Vizeh Maaseh Menorah. And the third was, uh, oh, and now I'm going to get myself in trouble. I can't remember the third. The third was, the third Tuma Vatara. <laughs> what was the third one? Oh, and, and, and how could time, one minute be holy and one minute not, and the next minute not be holy, Hachodesh Hazeh So all of them are Hachodesh Baruch Hu telling Moshe Rabbeinu about those uh, three things. All right. Um, could you help me say hi to some of the campers who are gathered in front of sure. us here? How about, how about who are some of the people we're saying we hello a, we to? We have the Gabai of uh, Camp Hask, MVP of the Aguda Camp Hask uh, uh, basketball game. Wow. Our dear friend, Ellie Gorelick. Hey, Ellie. Hi there. Nice to have you on the air. Thank you. Who else do we have here in Judah? And David Markowitz. David, how are who you? Who is the head of our Ruach Committee. Always brings simcha to everybody that he meets. Um, yes, yeah, in, in camp packs, it's good for the for the therapy how to help them. We talking about we help them have a good summer and a great day. In Phenomenal. The camp hacks. He's on point. He's pushing well, thank you. 
Cool. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. And I see you're wearing an amazing shirt. Yeah, an thank NSN you. shirt. On brand. Yeah. On brand. He must have David, some thank you guys so much, Eli and David. Thank you very much. And Rib Judah, thank you. Thank you. Eli had a busy Shabbos uh, with the Molad and uh, Shabbos. Not easy. No, it was very busy. Rosh Chodesh Menachem More coming up. Thank you, Rib Judah. More coming up from Hask Experience. You are listening to a Monday morning edition of JM in the AM. It's, after all, a three-weeks format here at JM in the AM. That's right. We got a full-blown concert coming up here at Camp Hask for all the reasons that we've explained. After all, it is uh, a very important part of camp, all this incredible Jewish music that they are presenting live all summer long, and nobody could speak to that better than Rabbi Avi Pollack, who's both program director and boys head counselor here at Camp Hask. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, and welcome back to Camp Hask. Thank you very much. I started the show by saying we waited 12 months to get back here, and in a way, I think everybody here could say that. In a way, I think everybody feels that somewhat. This is the day that people really come back and connect, but i got to tell you, all year long, we're in touch with our staff, we're in touch with our families, we're in touch with the alumni, and we keep the spirit of camp going year-round. We look forward to this day, though. So no on doubt. the last day of camp, are you already thinking about the first day? I We're thinking about 2020 before 2019 started. I've already got a Google Drive filled with <laughs> things we got to do different, ideas to improve. It's uh, That begins before the summer, believe it or to not. To the casual observer, it doesn't look, mu doesn't look like much improvement is necessary, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, the scene in front of me, how important is live music in the life of a uh, Camp Hass camper? Uh, live music... The energy that comes along with the music, really, it's just, it represents the energy of camp. 
Uh, Camp Ask is just full of music. It's full of simcha. Uh, that's why we keep the concerts going here. <laughs> Even when there's no concert, there's music playing. That's right. You wouldn't believe how many counselors show up with guitars and sit on the porch of the bunkhouse doing OD. Little mini concerts going on everywhere. Campers bring out their little drums. There's music all over Camp Ask. You have, and by the way, do you see what's in front of us here? <laughs> uh, th I feel like I'm back in Mezhevich. You or, can uh, say that or, again. Uh, that may be the only way to get around the measurements. Uh, yes, that's right. Um, that's a cow, by the way, folks. That's what we're, we're pointing yeah. out, the fact that there is a cow, in addition to all the goats that are now being seen at the petting zoo of Camp Hask. Rabbi Avi Pollock is here. Um, program, you know, it's funny. We spoke earlier about this programming, meaning the fun stuff. You see what's in front of me here? Yeah, The fun stuff. This right. is the fun stuff. Mm -hmm. He's in a night activities. He's in a special days. That's that's a certain level of programming. You have what some would consider a much more difficult job. You are dealing with programming where basically every camper in the camp has his or her individual program. It's the only way to maximize the experience they're going to have during the summer, right? That is true. It's true on a it's true on a number of levels. Um, it's so important that our staff members learn about our campers. They read files on the campers that the parents have provided. We review the medical, I, I imagine you'll be speaking or have sure. already spoken to our medical team. Hours and hours per camper go into reviewing medical forms. Campers submit IEPs, the individualized educational program plans for each camper. There's therapy, how we're gonna work with them in the pool. And that's multiple therapies. And that's multiple therapies, sometimes per camper. There's so many levels of getting to know our campers and getting to know them for who they are personally, so that it's not a one-size-fits-all type of care, but that it's really geared to the campers themselves. See, we talk about the first day and the rookies. This is another reason why it's so overwhelming. Not just the, oh, I have to do these activities I've never done in my life, but I'm being hit with paperwork that I need to become really familiar with. Our counselors have to do a good amount of reading. It's not yeah. all that different than the finals. They probably <laughs> sat through Excel that. Excel that, <laughs> hopefully, you know, in the weeks before camp started. Um, it's communication with parents. It's reviewing, you know, the paperwork and the forms that we have on them. Leading into orientation, sitting with the camp psychologist. We have a behavior team, people who specialize in autism uh, care. Uh, and, and all sorts of other challenges that our campers have, working with them to get ready in the right way for their bunks. And then as the summer goes on, it's not just at the beginning, it goes on and the learning process continues all summer long, including visiting day when the parents come here right. and give, I'll be very honest, part of the beauty of it is the constructive teaching and guiding that happens on visiting day. That's why we do the parent visiting day early in the summer so that there's a benefit in that interaction and the learning that goes on on visiting day for the continued you know success in the summer so many elements so many different things that go into the uh, education and the progress of a camper during the summer but on the flip side you can attest to the fact that there are miraculous things going on in the lives of each of these campers that would never happen during the 10 months of the school year, whether it means something having to do with swimming or walking or running or bicycling and a million other activities you could cite. Uh, absolutely. Just the attention the campers get. Of course, the attention and love that you get at home is, is, is unique. But the round-the-clock attention, the walking, uh, there are campers who don't do a lot of walking during the year because they use a chair or uh, some other device to get them around. They, they, we, we take yeah, they them out. To camp. Yeah, they come to camp and 
they have space to walk. It's not like a school setting where they're in a room. But wouldn't you say it's so much more beyond the physical space? It's a certain confidence that they have being surrounded by these incredible fans of theirs. Uh, and I'm nothing against their parents. Yeah, their no. parents are great fans, but it, you know what I mean. Right. It's also camp. And right. camp is fun. Right. And when our campers have fun, incredible things happen. I have to tell you about a, a little thing that I saw this past Friday night. We have a bunk where the physical needs are very uh, heavy in a, in a particular bunk. Two teenage boys who use wheelchairs, they're not capable of really walking. This past Friday night, during Kabbalah Shabbos, I turned around and I saw these two young boys, both out of their chairs. Counselors holding them up and supporting them because they needed help to be supported. And they both had talesim on. Talesim over their heads. Now these guys were not verbally davening and they weren't able to stand on their own. And I was so moved, literally to tears, when I saw these two young boys next to each other with Talesim on and their counselors standing behind them, holding them up. I said, guys, I know it's almost Shabbos. I'm running to my room and getting my cell phone. <laughs> and I walked into shul. It was, it was still before the Chadadi. I believe I was halakhically allowed to do this, I hope. And I took out my cell phone in the middle of Kabbalah Shabbos and I took a picture and I said, their parents have to see this. Good point. Good point. I was thinking what great shtick it is, but you're it right. It was also great shtick. The parents have to see but that. But you know what? Great shtick and real growth often go hand in hand. And in some people in other camps might find it hard to believe that davening and Shabbos are two of the most important activities you have at has. Other camps may not believe that because for them it's a challenge what to do on Shabbos and during davening. Yeah, we have our challenges too, but <laughs> Friday night davening is not one of them. It is electric. Uh, campers literally being thrown around the room from one shoulder to the next shoulder kids in wheelchairs coming out and people dancing with them. Eventually getting to the Shabbos meal. Yeah, you see a row of empty wheelchairs during Kabbalah Shabbos. That's pretty cool. It's really amazing. Avi, you always give us an amazing experience here uh, on this experience day, and I thank you for that. This was an eye-opening conversation. Uh, you're welcome. I love uh, love sitting and schmoozing for these couple of minutes each each summer. Avi Pollock is the uh, program director of Camp Hass, the boys' head counselor, and he gets the opportunity to see all the things that he just described on a regular basis up here in camp. Meanwhile, we continue with more at JM in the AM. Ghana 
Close to wrapping up hour number two from the Hask Experience Day. You're listening to a Monday JM in the AM, and I thank you so much for tuning in. So you know there's some fabulous and wonderful campers up here at Camp Hask. And uh, Adam Steiglitz is one of them. Adam, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. How are you? Good. How's your summer so far? Really good. Tell me what the highlight of the summer has been. Seeing all my friends. Oh, you like reuniting with your friends? Did you make any new friends this summer? Same as last summer. Same as last summer. All right. <laughs> Should I encourage you to meet some new people, or you're fine with the friends you have? I like meeting new people, too. Oh, good. That's nice. How was Shabbos in camp this past Shabbos? Good. What did you do over Shabbos? Tell me something special that happened on Shabbos. Hanging out with friends. Say it again. Are you hanging out with friends? Did you have a chance to sing in the dining room? No. Are you a singer in general? I sing, yeah. You do sing? Was there an event recently where you were a, a, a singer? I went to the I went um to the Brooklyn thing for Hask. And I went on stage with the singers and sing with them. And how did it go? Good. I went with my counselor Jared. Was it? Oh, you went with Jared. This gentleman Jared, you went with. Yeah. And was it considered a successful singing adventure? You did well. Yeah. Everybody gave you a big round of applause. Yeah. All I right. went with my friends. It was fun. And then you came right back to camp. Yeah, we got back at two o'clock in the morning. Oh my gosh, that must have been rough. I mean, who travels at 2 o'clock in the morning? My gosh. Yeah, I'm But tired. you did it because you wanted to make sure to be there for Hask. Yes. And uh, was it a packed crowd? Were there a lot of people there? Yes, there was. And was there a lot of good music? Yeah. Do you remember any of the performers who were there? Mainly it was Lipa Schmelzer. Pretty good, no? And Barry Weber and Monty. You want to hear a rumor that I heard? What? I heard Lipa's going to be here today. Really? Yeah. You well. think he'll remember you from that night in Brooklyn? Maybe. I think he will. Yeah. Lipa seems to remember all these important details that go on on stage. So I have a feeling he's going to remember you. I hope. Do you know that there's a big Super Bowl sweepstakes here at Hass? Did you hear about that? No. Yeah, you could actually win. People who buy tickets could win a trip to the Super Bowl. Really? That would be pretty cool, right? That is pretty cool. And you know what? It helps everybody support Camp Hask. Would you like to tell my audience that it's important to support Camp Hask? It is. It is important to support Camp Hask. And people can do so by going to superbowl.hask.org. Who's your counselor this year? You said it's Jared? Yeah. Are there other counselors that you deal with? I have six counselors. Six total counselors. Nice group of guys? Yeah. They like having fun? Yes. And the summer's been going great? Yeah. Boy, oh boy, you only have good things to tell us. Were you on any other trips besides the one to Brooklyn? No. You didn't leave camp at all this whole summer? Only that. That was the only time. I also went to camp more shot to visit my little brother. That's cool. Was that a nice visit? Yeah, I'm visiting there. I went. Everybody at Morrishaw was friendly to you? Yeah. It's a nice camp over there, right? Yeah, it's huge. So I hear. I haven't been there in a while. It's huge. Adam, I take this opportunity to say thank you for joining me here today. And send thank regards you. to everybody in your bunk. Thank you. Thanks for having me. A pleasure. Adam Steiglitz, everybody, who is uh, 
one of the people who's actually on stage in Brooklyn, New York during that big event. And on top of that, he's uh, one of the star campers here at Camp Hask. And this is America's one and only Jewish... No? We're going to go to a song first. We go to this... <laughs> it's impossible for me to keep track. I got it. Uh, <laughs> we'll go to a selection and more coming up in the Hask Experience Day at JM in the AM. JM 
the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. And we've got uh, Razel Yaish, Dr. Razel Yaish, who is the girls' head counselor. She's a newcomer, I'm told. <laughs> She's the girls' head counselor here at Camp Hask. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Nachum. Thank you so much. And with you is Michal Parat Zibman. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. You have relatives in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, I, I bet. And they send their best. I saw them yesterday. <laughs> you can send them my best. As I well. certainly will. Uh, no wonder, no wonder the Nasi was excited when he heard I was coming to Hask <laughs> today. Nasi. Yes. Anyway, welcome. You're a division head here at Camp Hask. I am. Razel, I was joking. It's not your first year. It is your. Um, we we haven't done the math, but. Um, I've been to here since I was 16, and let's suffice it to say that I am far <laughs> older than that today. So it's at least 10 years. <laughs> at least 10 years. At least 10 years. I think you do that every year. You never really keep count yeah. of the exact number of summers you've been here. Yeah, but it's, but it's been, been a while, and it's been amazing. One of the things, you know, it's funny. Uh, I thought of you as we were speaking earlier with some of the staff members, and they were describing to me all the specialties in therapy, yes. in the medical field, uh, in the academics and, of course, in the fun stuff yes. that are now here at Hask. And I'm saying to myself, when you were first here, Ooh. there are probably only a small percentage of those departments, and in those departments, just a small percentage of the number of staff members. You're right. We have grown in so many ways. We do a lot more for our campers. We used to run our own night activities and run our own programming, and now we have people who are taking care of all that scheduling and making sure everything is adapted to work for every functioning level. We also take good care of our staff in a way that we didn't do back then, uh, <laughs> giving them a full range of programming. Right, Michal? Yes, Very 100%. 100%. Yeah, we used to have a Torah class, and that was all we had. Now we've got sushi nights and chopped and all these fun things coming up to keep us, uh, keep us busy. Thank God. And with all that, I'm talking about the first part yes. now. With all that, still your job is no easier or any less hectic. In other words, people who think you add personnel mm. and really watch things grow and you'll have an opportunity to supervise more, it doesn't always work that way. Such a great question. Um, it definitely, in a way, is more seamless. I know that everyone owns their right. departments and they know how to keep things running. Um, and if I were to step away for a, for a bit, things would you know, keep happening the way they need to be. Um, and on the other hand, it also makes sure, trying to make sure that everyone knows how to keep things at a level where counselors know how to participate, where the programming staff knows how to make sure an art activity can run for every type of camper. And, and that, that's an awesome piece. Because in the old days, not every type of camper would be able to be serviced in that way. It would be impossible. Now, as you just described, the effort is to make sure everyone's included, no matter what their level of ability is. Right. We always have an eye that if there's night activity tonight, for example, right. there's going to be an alternate for someone who may need something that's different on a sensory level, that may need a bit of a, a slower pace or a quieter pace, often using our two beautiful indoor pools or the zone where someone can, after a busy day like today, right. can go swim and relax and do things like Boy, that. Boy, talk about specialized supervision. It's just unbelievable. Um, Michal, what division do you lead? I lead the Ram Girls Division, oh. the Teenage Girls Division. So so we spoke with your counterpart earlier. Yes. You have, as far as I'm concerned, what must be one of the more difficult divisions. Every division it's is difficult in Camp Pass. It is. It's a little bit different. The Boys and oh, Girls Ram is a little bit different. It. The Boys Ram Division is division of uh, all the campers who have autism. Correct. And the Girls Ram is teenagers. Ah, okay. So tell we, me what's going on there on a regular basis. Oh, everything. <laughs> Nonstop. Um, we have a... 
a lot of different type of campers that have different challenges. So we're training the counselors constantly to be able to maximize their potential, whether they're campers in a wheelchair, whether campers who are verbal, campers who can do more physically or less, or need different types of uh, need different environments in order to to thrive. Um, so we are constantly working as 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 challenging as it is to work with teenagers in a typical camp. So how much more so here um, to make sure that they have the best summer that they can. Earlier, someone compared the way a counselor has to prepare for taking care of their camper these days with studying for finals. Mm. That there are files that are large, that there are evaluations and notes from parents that are vital, that are critical. Do you help them go through all that? We go through all of that. And no matter how much we go through prepare beforehand, it's nothing like the first day in camp when they actually, meet, their, <laughs> when they actually meet it. We call it from, uh, from paper to person, that first day of camp, where they've read so much and they think that they're ready. And that first day of camp is incredibly overwhelming. I would forget everything I read when the campers showed up. I mean, it must be but hard to process all of it. It's one of the most amazing things about supervising is watching them learn to love someone as a person and love them for who they are and not just what someone else describes about them. You know, to know them, to get to know them for, uh, for exactly who they are. One of my counselors said to me yesterday, when I came to camp, I felt like when I, had, when I was on a certain camper, I was like, I had to know what medication they have to have and where they have to go, where right. they have to be. So now when I'm with the camper, I'm spending time with them. Right. Like, it's just natural. Um... Just because you leave, in, in any other camp, I would say, when one is a division head for teens, you're, of course, a division head for among the older kids in camp. In your case, I'm assuming that that's not true because there are so many campers here who are in their 20s and 30s, right? A lot of my campers are the same age as their counselors, which, right. is, a, which, is, a new, which is a different challenge. It's interesting. And at the older division, we have campers who are older than their counselors. Correct. So, right. The teens here doesn't mean that the counselors are necessarily older. Right. Um, so what's that whole dynamic like? Does it matter at all? It, it's a very, it's very, it's, it's a different kind of sensitivity. It's learning to become friends with someone who you are in charge of. And that balance is a very delicate balance. But when it happens, and it takes a long time for that to happen, watching it is incredible. Watching my counselors turn from taking care of someone to really enjoying that they're their age and they can enjoy the same things together. They can enjoy music together. They can enjoy activities together. Maybe not the way they would enjoy it with their friends out of Camp Ask, but they can learn to do it in Camp Ask. And it's a very, it's a very special, it's a privilege to watch that. It's a lot of hard work, but it's a... Dr. Razel, uh, you have a unique situation. You get to meet alumni today yes. who you remember as rookies when they were here in Camp Ask. And now they've transformed into not just people who do nice things, but <laughs> they've transformed to what we would call Balei Chesed, community leaders, you know, people of prominence in the Jewish community. What's that like? I was thinking about as Michal was talking back in the day when I was a counselor, taking care of actually teenagers my age, which was pretty amazing, becoming their friends, and seeing all these people here now, their children are here as counselors, and they are big, significant contributing members to their communities and their worlds. Um, there are people that come today for Experience Day who make sure to come every year even though they don't have counselors working in camp because they want their kids to somehow be part of what they had when they were counselors here. So every year they'll come up with their young children to see and be part of HASC. They can somehow absorb that chesed flavor into their soul, you know, not just a... I never really identified that as a key factor for today, but I guess that's true. If a family just walks in here completely cold, not knowing much about how HASC operates, the kids that are with them are going to pick up an energy and a certain loving kindness that they probably wouldn't get in other environments. Completely true. We have uh, other camps that visit us for, you know, carnivals they do for right. us. 
and they'll say the reason they want they apply to Hask afterwards and say the reason I came is because one day I came to Hask. I remember when I was 14 years old and I said to myself I want to work here when I when I'm old enough just from that one experience. Are all your division heads people that have been here quite a long time? <laughs> For the most part, we have. Uh, we love it here. Have you <laughs> have you accepted any new counselors this year, or everybody's <laughs> everybody's at least uh, a two three year veteran? We have a bit of a cycle. We have some counselors who stay for two years. This year was a big new year for us on Girls oh, Campus. Oh, so you do have some. A lot of new counselors. A lot of, a lot new, of new campers actually also for oh, the first wow. time in a while. And it's been really busy and really awesome. And why is that? Why would a camper be here for the first time? It's um, not like their family didn't know about Hask before, right? So Hask, unfortunately, we don't have room for everybody. Right. So if someone uh, moves to another facility or moves away. Then it opens up a then spot. Then it opens up a spot, yeah. Oh, very interesting. Boy, yeah. oh, boy. All right, uh, Dr. Rezo Yaish working very hard as girls head counselor here at Camp Ask for whatever number year it is. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'll figure it out. Uh, maybe. And uh, Amichal Porat Zibman, a division head here. I thank both of you, and this is quite a day. This is a wonderful a atmosphere. Day. Great stuff going on. A carnival. I think it would be a carnival atmosphere without the carnival, but you have the carnival going on, so it really is something extra special for all the visitors here today, and we thank you for that. Thank Thanks you. for joining thank us for here today. for sharing that with the world. Yeah, thank that's for sure. You're sharing it with everybody, that's for sure. JM and the AM continues on a Monday morning broadcast. Keep it right here, everybody. You're listening to a Monday JM and the AM from Camp Hask and Hask Experience Day.
613, one of the groups that dominates our three weeks format here at JMM. It is Hask Experience Day. Don't you hear the excitement in my voice? Because we're dealing with a live concert. We're dealing with a wonderful carnival. We're dealing with a whole bunch of great activities for visitors up at Camp Hask. Don't forget you can join the Super Bowl sweepstakes by going to superbowl.hask.org. Superbowl.hask.org. And we have two counselors to speak to here at JM and the AM. One is Tzvi Messenger, described to us as a veteran counselor. Good morning, Tzvi. Good morning, how are you? How many years have you been a counselor? This is my second year here. That's considered veteran in Hask? All right. <laughs> I guess it's not rookie, so it's veteran. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. And uh, Gabby Englander is here. Hey, Gabby. Hi, how are you? And this is your first year at Camp Hask. Yeah, I'm loving it. How's it been so far? Thank God, it's hard, but it's amazing. Do you have wonderful campers? Amazing, I love them so much. Was the first were the first few days of camp one of the most difficult adjustments of your life? It definitely was a huge adjustment, but now I feel like I've been doing it forever. What do you remember? If you could share it, I don't know if you could share it on the air. What do you remember about the first forty-eight hours? Give me one thing that happened in the first forty-eight hours where you were like, "Oh gosh," you know, did I make uh, a mistake <laughs> coming here? Or you know, like, was there any any moment like that? There was definitely a lot of fear, a fear of like, you know, doing the wrong thing or messing up with my campers or, you know, you just have to like give them a lot of love and like that's how it started and just care for them. Are there a lot of first year uh, counselors here? Definitely a lot. Yeah, I have a Are lot of friends lot? here. Yeah. I didn't realize that. For some reason, I always thought it's impossible to get a job in Camp Ask. <laughs> I'm glad to hear they're able to accept a few first year counselors at least. And um, what, what a is, I don't know how it works. Is there an age group you're dealing with or a certain level of... Uh, of uh, challenge that your specific camper or campers have? How would you describe what you're doing? Yeah, so I'm in a division called Rayim. It's the middle division, and it's for ages, I think, 11 to 20 around, give or take a few years. And my age group actually happens to be right around my age, anywhere from 17 to 20, or like the age of my campers. So it's very interesting. You know, I have campers the same age as me, so it's very interesting to see, like, similarities and differences between us. I, could, I can imagine that. And what's it like at uh, 11 p.m. or midnight when you say to yourself, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I just put in a long, long, long day like that? You pass out right away. I, I mean, it's I a, it's a long day. It's a tiring day. But you definitely go to bed and you feel like, you know, you did something good. It's very rewarding. And, you know, it just it's definitely worth it. Sweet messengers. Any of this sound familiar? It does, yeah. It's, uh, it's a big throwback to how I felt when I first got here. Are you still putting in 18-hour days? Are you still I am. Are you still responsible 24 hours a day for your camper? I am, yes. Are there times when you're up in the middle of the night? There are definitely times where I have to wake up in the middle of the night to uh, check up on some things, but Baruch Hashem, everything's been okay. And uh, what age and uh, level of uh, capability are you dealing with on a regular basis? So my campers are between the ages of 12 and 19, and a lot of them are more wheelchair-bound, cognitively may not understand as much, but nonetheless, we get them involved in as many activities as possible, just as much as the kids who are more cognitively able, and we get them involved in all the, in, in all the uh, davenings and everything, and um, it's, it's really a beautiful time. Now, who are the two gentlemen standing next to you? And I say standing for a reason. So uh, right next to me is my camper, Simcha. Simcha is not normally standing next to you, is he? Simcha is not normally standing next to me. Usually he's sitting next to me. Though we do take him out of his wheelchair to stand and dance uh, during Kabbalah Shabbos and during dancing and concerts and stuff like that. And uh, next to him is my co-counselor, Tuvia. How's Tuvia doing so far this summer? Tuvia's doing good. He was with me last year also, so we have a good chemistry. His evaluation is going to be a positive one? Yeah, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but tell me more about Simcha, because 
our listeners don't understand that all year long, Simcha's basically in a wheelchair. And you just said that on Kabbalah Shabbos, for instance, at some point you just decided to do that and didn't know quite how it would go, but it worked out well, right? Exactly. So all year round, kids like Simcha at home and in schools, they don't get such an opportunity to stand up and really dance, really be with peers just like them and really to feel like they're part of like part of something, part of the world. And uh, here in Camp Ask, we take him out and one day we were in Kabbalah Shabbos and we were watching him sit there be like looking in the sitter and we saw all the other cameras dancing and we thought to ourselves, why not? So we took him out and we knew he could stand on his own a little bit. So we took him out and we put a talus on him. We danced him around a little bit and we got him involved just like the rest of the campers. How do you know if he's enjoying standing right now? Do you, um, know, do you know usually, if he is? Usually he's laughing. A lot of times he's laughing. Um, a lot of times it, the standing uh, can be a little too much for him and so right. we sit him down. Um, so he's enjoying the freedom and right doing now, what yeah, other people enjoying. do. It's just hard sometimes. Just, just like you and me. He likes to stand up and stretch right. his legs and really, you know, get out of his chair. Unbelievable. You guys are incredible. Uh, Tzvi Messenger, a veteran counselor here at Camp Pass, speaking with uh, Gabby Englander as well. Have you seen any major changes in your campers this summer? Have they done something physically that you said, wow, this is a pretty good accomplishment, a pretty, pretty good goal to have accomplished since the beginning of the summer? Yeah, so one of the most beautiful times is definitely in the pool. Um, I have two campers who are in wheelchairs, and you can just see such a dramatic change. Once you get them into the water, they're able to, you know, stretch out their arms, which are usually, you know, a little more curled up. So stretch out their legs. One of my campers even, you know, we stand her up in the pool. She walks around. It's just like such a beautiful thing to see. Unbelievable. The whole thing is incredible. And these are changes that go on much more often during the summer than they do during the school year. Do you think you're going to be, are you one of those uh, counselors, before I ask Gabby, are you one of those counselors since you're a second year veteran who's in touch with campers during the year? I am, yeah. I uh, text all the campers' parents to get pictures and I try to FaceTime and uh, visit them in their houses and stuff like that. Gabby, you think that's going to be on your agenda come September? I really hope so. I hope to be in as much contact with them as possible, visit them, you know, FaceTime also pictures, I hope. Very cool. I thank both of you and your associates for joining me here today. Thank, thank you, you both very, very much. Uh, Tzvi and Gabby, their counselors here at Camp Hask, giving us a good taste of what the experience of Camp Hask is like on this Hask Experience Day. And you're listening to JM in the AM. <laughs> Is when the walls were not gestellt, I had the love of the way to the gas coming. And the walls then gefreed. Tag riedel is ook gebied. Verwoestracht in je. Wat ik en vind. Ik draag je dus
stelt dat je de lof weg kan ze bieden. Die was hem gevreid. Zoek je daar je de vrede voor wat straft hij het? Wat hij gemeen? Ik tracht hier in slaan. As we continue our Hask experience. By the way, you can purchase tickets to hopefully be the grand prize winner of uh, the two Super Bowl tickets. You can go to the Super Bowl by going to superbowl.hask.org. Superbowl.hask.org. Alyssa Sachs is here. Where's Alyssa? Hi. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you. Esty Horowitz is here. Um, they have among, we say this every year, and it's 100% true, they have among the most difficult jobs in Camp Hass. Would you agree with that? Definitely. <laughs> I'm never ready to agree. Most definitely. <laughs> you know what's funny? We spent a lot of time so far, every show, as you know, we come here and every show is different. We end up in different directions with our guests. And today we were focusing a lot on how the counselors prepare with their paperwork and, you know, notes from parents, etc., about what their campers are about and how they behave and what they need, etc., etc. And doing that on a medical basis for every camper must be an immense amount of work, to say 100%, the least. 100%. What, what are those first few days? I mean, I assume it's more than days. You're probably doing it for weeks at a time before camp, right? We start in September. Seriously? Yeah. Camp ends and we start for the next summer. And that means what? I mean, med 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 medications, etc., can change over a period yes, of many months, yes. right? Yeah. So in September, we start with interviews for the fo following summer, um, and then we start the intake process. So that means uh, sending out the medical forms, and then we start reviewing. Each camper receives a medical packet of about 30-something pages long, uh, and then myself and Esty review each camper's medical personally, and we input all that information into our 
uh, medical system. It's a computer-based system, like an EMAR system like you have in the hospital. We run like a little mini hospital here. Uh, so all that information gets input into the system. We call every single parent and we review with each parent and doctors before the summer to make sure that we're ready to take care of their child. How many years are you here? Fifteen. What was it like 15 years ago in that department? Um, a little, a little bit smaller. Um, but we. But it was already building toward yeah. the professionalism that you're enjoying today? Yeah. Yes, yes. You were also here at that point? Um, I'm, I was here, I'm like, I think, like seven plus years, but I've been born here in Camp Pass. <laughs> My grandparents are Mordechai and Blanche Khan. My father's Shmuel Khan. So I've been here, been around my whole life. So I've seen it. And now that I'm actually working here is, you know, gives me like, you know, that I'm continuing on my family's, what right. my family does. Was the medical department do, your first no. job here? Um, yeah. yeah. Interesting. I was first a regular nurse and now I'm the head nurse here. Um, but what Alyssa and I do here is unreal, unbelievable, the amounts of work and effort that we put in before the summer to actually get to the first day of camp and the amount of work we put in um, with orientation to prepare the counselors, to prepare our medical team of 16 nurses, a paramedic and a doctor, to actually make it to that first day of opening. And then while we're here, it's a 24-7, constant, constant, continuous um, medical care and staying on top of things. And things constantly come up. And then there's always following up, making phone calls to parents, following up the campers are getting the right care, the counselors are doing the right things, taking care of the campers in the right way, giving them the correct medical treatment that they need. If someone was prescribed something, it's following through, that things were given, that things are healing. Um, so it's a really, it's constant, constant, constant. We never, ever, ever, ever stop here. And you mentioned and the full staff and the doctor, unlike other camps, where doctors rotate in and out, right. and where there may be a day or two where there's no doctor at camp, that would never happen no, here. No, Our doctor works here full time. It's not like, you know, we have hours 9 to 12, you know, after lunch, after dinner. The doctor's here full time whenever a camper needs or a staff needs anything. They're on call 24 /7. The doctor's available. Yeah. We're always available. Yeah. So it's not, we don't have hours here. The infirmary stays open, and we're always here and available to take care of our campers. Alyssa Sachs and SD Horowitz are here. So um, when when then the first day of camp arrives, yeah. right? We just talked about the first 10 months of the process. Yeah. Now the first day of camp arrives and you have to orient, as you just alluded to, yeah. staff members and probably others as well. I would assume yeah. dining room personnel, yeah. others who need to know certain things exactly. about certain campers, right? Yeah. We go through, we go through uh, the medical process, the medical procedures, uh, our uh, Basically, we have like a rapid response team so that counselors, staff, anybody can reach us 24-7. Um, and there and are emergencies. Yes. We shouldn't, we yeah. shouldn't uh, forget that. Yeah. Yes. Hospital yeah. runs if necessary, 100%. right? Different things. Yeah. We do transports to the city if necessary. Also. Yeah. yeah. You never know what may happen, I'll tell you. The, the truth is when you wake up in the morning, you really don't know what kind of day you're no. going to have. We don't yeah. necessarily sleep. so. Right. That's also true. <laughs> But the whole thing is just unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and the nurses have to have, I assume, a certain level of experience, right? A, yeah. a rookie yeah. is probably not yeah. coming here. Or if they are, they're being supervised very closely. Yeah. Sure. So that's what we go through 10 days of orientation before the right. summer starts to actually prepare them, to teach them our medical system, mm -hmm. to teach them how to, how to what our way of administering meds in this camp is and how to follow, you know, protocol, protocol. Yeah. 
um, and rechecking meds and rechecking the scripts and rechecking all of what we do for 10 months a year. Because there are campers who will take medication during how many slots during the day? As many as? Seven. Seven times a day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In yeah. a 24-hour period, there yeah. could be a camper who's required to take medication seven times a day. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. But I guess it's normal. <laughs> Here it has. It's normal. Normal it has. This, yeah. is, this is the way it works. <laughs> yeah. I've always been intrigued, and I, I, I think I've said this to you before. When I first came to Camp Hask two decades ago for a Shabbos, there was, a, there was somebody in our neighborhood who was a counselor here. And I said to him on Sunday, I said, I didn't see you the entire Shabbos. I thought you'd at least come over and say hello. And he said, my camper was quarantined, and I was with the camper the entire Shabbos. Also right. not an unusual situation, right? No. right? So we have a separate building called Observation Building. So if someone has anything that's contagious, even, you know, a fever, a strep, you know, a pink eye or to something a little bit more, then we have to, depending on what it is, then they usually go there for 12 to 24 hours. And very often the counselor, the counselor obviously, has to stay with them. And, yeah. you know, we consistently monitor them, taking temperatures and making sure they're okay, getting their medicine, getting food. Someone's with them. They're entertained. So that's right off our medical building. Something as small as strep for you know you and I could be very very serious for somebody that's immunocompromised. We can go to work with it. Right. We, we can have a normal day with it. I thank you both very very much. Regards thank to you. the entire medical team, although that's going to take a while thank because you. there's thank a lot you of so them. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. I really thank appreciate you. you being here, Alyssa Sachs, Esty Horowitz, medical directors here at uh, Camp Hask. And they've got quite a job. Every year they impress me with this presentation about what they do in this camp and how things work here. It is very, very difficult. More coming up at JM in the AM from Camp Ask Experience. <laughs>
am in the am. We're at Hask. It's Hask Experience Day. We left here last year and couldn't wait another 12 months, but we did. We were patient. We said you we are so not patient. And a lot well, of things said, about you, you're not patient. Well, we said we don't want to wait another 12 months to come back to Hask, yet we did. We had and no choice. We, and here we are. That's right. That's not true. I could probably have shown up on a different day. or. You're busy traveling the, the world, though. All right. I'll accept You're the that. most sought-after radio, radio host in the world. I can't argue with you, with Mr. Jeremy Strauss, <laughs> who is the Hask chairman. He is the chairman of Camp Hask. You know, or I thought of you earlier. Uh, during one of our earlier conversations, someone mentioned the northern property <laughs> okay. that you've been talking about for years. Oh, I knew it was going to come up today. Well, why shouldn't it? It should. That's because why. It's a compliment, not a criticism. The community has an obligation to help us and help you build this. And, you know, everyone thought, hey, Hask has a beautiful campus and it's large and it services a lot of people. But the potential here is immense. The potential here is incredible. So, obviously, this is not a big, you know, fundraising show, but it is one where we remind people that if they want to get involved and dedicate some really new, cool stuff in memory or in honor of somebody, you have plenty of opportunities up here. Thank you, Nachum. So first of all, it's always a pleasure to have you in Camp Hask. Always a pleasure to be with you wherever, Lincoln Center, Camp Hask, Israel. We had some good times in Lincoln Center. We had Center. some good times, yes. We were both uh, a lot less gray. How about or, that? Uri Butler <laughs> says Hask 33 is coming up. Yeah, Hask 33 is coming That's up, what Uri but Uri Butler is not going to be on stage. <laughs> well, anyway. He wants so, to know if it's January 12th or not. That's what he wants to know. So everybody wants to know that. That's always a big And for a hundred thousand dollar donation today, I'll tell you exactly Ooh, what it is. Yoni, hundred grand. Hundred grand and I'll tell you actually you know what for you? Ninety nine. Right, you right about the Camp Pass, Yoni. <laughs> but anyway, yes, Nachum brought up a very as I look around Camp Pass say you see the amount of people who love it, whether the parents or staff, parents, alumni and whatnot. In fact, Rabbi Mark Penner, do you saw him? I saw Rabbi Penner. So he was here for Shabbos. He I comes heard every he was year. Incredible over Shabbos. He he actually met his wife here. They were both working here nice. years and years ago. So he was telling me also how. Oh my God, look at it! And we all get phone calls every year saying, "Can you please get my child in? Can you please get my child in?" Because we just don't have enough space. And with all these new camps that have opened up, we take kids that nobody else can take. And because of that, we're always full to capacity. So, as you said, Nachum, we bought a piece of property. That way, if that's right, left, north, north south, north of whatever that is, uh, we bought a huge piece of property where our goal is to build and expand Camp Ask. However, we need help. And you know whose help we need? Everybody's. Everybody's and it's not help. Ju- and, and by the way, people shouldn't be scared when they hear five, seven million dollars. You'll, you'll do this slowly. You, you'll, do, you'll do this. You'll put up the first building and then the second and the third. We need just people to come through and let you start building this thing. The answer is, is that yes and no. We are going to do it slowly, but when we get a core amount of money... We're going to go out there and blitz it. Because Camp has campers can't live without a high-tech infirmary, without high-tech equipment, without the supplies. It's not like a lot of infrastructure. The mainstream camp, okay, you don't have a basketball court, you don't have a basketball court. Our pools are heated to 104 degrees. It's like a bathtub. We, everything is adaptive. The equipment alone costs so much money. So the answer is you're right and you're wrong, but our goal is to have it up within the next three years. What a goal it is. Yanakim, you're one of the tallest people I know, right? Yeah. Your arm, I will tell you, our waiting list is longer than your arm. I know about your waiting list. I know about your, your staff waiting list. I know about your camper waiting list. Why is there list. a horse in the middle of camp? And why <laughs> is there a horse and a cow and goats? Every, I mean, you know, they got the run of the place here today. Well, you know what I thought? I thought maybe chickies didn't have enough food, so we got the cow to fill up the, the difference there. <laughs> Very interesting theory on your part. Very interesting theory. But I will tell you, you know, you mentioned something that Camp Pass has been around so long. I walked in here the first time in 1987, and certain things are the same, and certain things are different. I think she's waving at you. Um, certain things are the same, and certain things are different. But the fundamental mission of Camp Ask hasn't changed. 
We take care of kids that nobody else can. We give them a break that nobody else can. But even more so, as my good, good friend, Judge Dan Butler, who's not here today, we did reference his son, says all the time, by our staff member are the leaders of tomorrow. What we do is we train the leaders of tomorrow. If you can work in Camp Ask, you can be anything and anywhere. Well, because no there is nowhere where you give of yourself in a selfless, more, more giving. I know I'm not a man for words today. I'm kind of tired. But um, more in a more selfless way. And everybody who's gone through Camp Ask will tell you that. And anybody who's had a child who's a staff member in Camp Ask will tell you nothing gives them more nachos than coming here. It's a nice Jewish word. I there was a in. time when... There would be no such thing as a Camp Hask Experience Day. Uh, it would not be open to the public. It would not be something that, you know, outside of visiting day, you'd allow anybody but parents and families to come and visit. And this has become one of the most sought-after and looked-forward to days of the entire year. Why is it so different now that Camp Hask is willing to open up its doors and say to anybody, come see what it's all about? I'll tell you why. Because in order, when, since we don't have government funding anymore, in order to get... The maximum exposure, you need to let people come in and see it. In order to get people to know what's going on in Camp Hask, you actually need to let them in. And what was happening was on visiting day, staff need to talk to the parents of the campers, how the kids are doing and what's not, and whatnot, and they weren't able to do that. Because I want to talk to my son who's a counselor, you want to talk to you, it just doesn't work. So we decided to split it. So now visiting day is only parents of campers, and, only, and they love it. Experience day is for alumni, it's for parents of staff, celebrities like yourself. <laughs> You are a celebrity, you know. At least in my world. I mean, Stacy is a celebrity, too. Where is where is a real celebrity? Is she still here? I don't know what Where is she? Oh, she, is, she is over there. I think we need a round of applause for Stacey. And she can't hear us, can't she? I don't know, but she's enjoying <laughs> the sunshine here at Camp Pass, which, again, you've provided. We should also. We didn't provide, by the way. Somebody asked me, how do we get a beautiful day every year? And you know what I said? Because Hashem loves Camp Ask. It must be, because there are too many rainy days during the summer for you to have lucked out We don't out use like that again. R word. We don't use the R word. If you want to go to the Super Bowl, you could support Camp Hask and possibly get two tickets to Super Bowl, to the Super Bowl this coming February in Miami. Go to SuperBowl.Hask.org. It's yet another way that people can can help fundraise and help get as much money as possible to support the incredible operation you have up here at Camp Hask. I love the concept. I love the contest. I love what you do with the alumni. I like the fact that there's now a high society where people are giving on a regular basis. And you don't have to be an alumni to do that, although it's, it's targeted toward them. You could be anybody in the community. You really well, I see an alumnus over here. I don't think she became a high donor yet. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna have to I remember when she worked as a wages. I don't remember. I haven't seen her, her sign up as a pillar yet. I'll have to investigate. Yeah, please investigate. But I will say that, um, that it's nice and wonderful to see the, the, uh, the fundraising base expand. We see it during the January concert. I hear that the Brooklyn concert uh, that took place a couple of weeks ago was a big success, Baruch Hashem. That was, right. People knew that it could go either way. No one 100%. knew what to expect. 100%. Thank God it was a big success. Thank God is right. And now, now, now we have an opportunity to show people the camp and say, help out. Help out and do what you can to help Hask thrive. Uh, well, I want to thank you. I'm going to interrupt you. I know that you're being pressured for a song, but I want to thank Nachum Siegel because everybody says, oh, Nachum Siegel, I will tell you there's no better Jewish, there's no better medium of communication to the Jewish world, right, left and center, than the Nachum Siegel Network. And I will tell you, I will never say that again if I don't get a shirt. <laughs> I will never say yeah. that again if I don't get a shirt. This shirt now belongs to Jeremy Strauss. No, I want the button down with the oh, you pocket. Want the real shirt. The real shirt. There's no better medium of communication to the Jewish world than the Nachum Siegel Show, and I will never say it again unless I get a real shirt. No, not that shirt. 
Oh, sorry, Nachum Siegel Network. We're going to have to have a staff meeting about this and come up with a good answer. Nachum, we love you. Thank, thank you for all your help. Thank we really you do much. love you. Oh, they can't see us shaking hands. Thank can you they? very much. They can't see us. And thank you. Thank you all to all the donors and all the supporters of Camp Ask. We appreciate you and all the parents of the staff. You should be very proud of your staff because they are the most selfless angels in the world. Thanks you all. Jeremy Strauss, he chairs Camp Ask. You're listening to JM and the AM on the Nachum Siegel Network. Three weeks format Monday, we're at Hask Experience Day. 
That's right. You're listening to a uh, Sunday broadcast that's being broadcast on a Monday, JM in the AM. Dr. Shulamis Pollock is here. Hello, hello. Title of camp psychologist. Nice to see you again. Same here. Welcome. Zahava Cohen is here, who we've concluded we know each other longer than either of us care to admit. She is clinical director of the therapy department here at Camp Hask. Welcome to you. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to you. Um, So you're dealing, Dr. Pollock, more with staff, with campers, or with both on a regular basis here at Camp Hask? So my job is to work with the campers, but behind every great camper stands a great counselor. (laughs) So I work with the campers and the counselors to help them get each other, understand each other, have a great time together, uh, and enjoy themselves, learn to like each other, know each other, love each other. So I work with both. It might be hard for us, meaning you know, regular outsiders, to understand that there are serious psychological needs among the campers. We focus so much on their physical abilities or challenges that we sometimes don't realize that there is a psychological theme that has to be addressed. What could you tell us about that? So if you think about a camper as being a full person that has likes and dislikes and uh, ways that they enjoy themselves in the world and things that scare them and things that make them happy and things that remind them of home and things that make them comfortable uh, and then think about not being able to communicate that verbally. And then you have a counselor who's 18 years old and has a lot of room in his or her heart and wants to do what's best, but doesn't know the language that the camper knows because they're used to communicating verbally with people. Uh, So our job is really to help people, uh, the counselors understand the campers and help the campers learn to adapt to a new environment um, and to really, by the end, really, really get each other, which they do, which is remarkable. So more than a psychological need, I think I call it basic human needs, uh, that in the outside world, people are used to communicating in a very straightforward way and here we have to find more creative ways to connect plus there a lot of times with people are are has campers um they get into a certain routine during the 10 months of the year mm-hmm. right they get into certain habits ways of doing things and not always are those easy to either alter you know shed or to you know change up a bit and i guess that's also a factor yeah like kids all over the world have their own rooms kids you know like their moms home fried chicken and you come to camp and you're sharing they're fabulous but it's not mom's home fried chicken and you're sharing a bunk with i don't know maybe 49 other people Uh, and it's a lot of getting used to a lot of getting used to. And they want the food to taste exactly the way it does Exactly the same. I mean, so do I sometimes, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of teaching. Why are you so happy oh and peppy boy. if you have to deal with this all day? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, I happen to like Cam's fried chicken. Um, <laughs> so it's not an issue for you. <laughs> no. We've, we've learned. I've been here a lot of years, and I've learned to adjust in the summer. Um, but our campers, little by little, they learn to, and they learn to find ways to ask for what they need and to change their routine or to deal with things when they can't change their routine. Dr. Shalamis Pollock, camp psychologist. Ava Cohen, clinical director of the therapy department. So one of the questions I've been asking people today, what's been the highlight of the summer? Now, you could really do this because what happens in your department is, we talk about this every year, that you set goals and some camper surpasses that goal. Some camper rides a bicycle, some camper walks a certain way, some camper you know, traverses the campus in a way they were not able to do on the first day of camp. Tell me, what would you call the highlights so far of the summer of 2019? Oh my, that is very difficult, Nacha. Give me one Um, of them at least. um, The truth is, yeah, I would say camper taking steps. We had a counselor, a camper down here just recently, I believe it was last week, and we, the therapist, the physical therapist, 
uh, the counselor and myself helped get them into what's called a walker or a gait trainer, and they were taking steps. And the counselor's like, whoa, I didn't know he could do it. And we're like, first of all, we know that everyone can do it. That's, you know, our motto here. We can all do whatever the it is at everyone's level. Um, we actually, ah, another highlight, we had a camper uh, come down to therapy and we put him what's in uh, called a stander. He sits on a seat and actually you sort of crank up the stander. It's called an easy stander, sit to stand. So they're sitting, but then you crank up and they're upstanding. This is a camper the counselor never saw him in an upright position. And the counselor said, wow, it's great to see him like on my, my level, my height. He was almost the counselor's height. You know, I think that's so important, obviously, physically. I think coming off the heels, you know, with Shalab is psychologically just at a, to feel at someone's height, whether physically, emotionally, psychologically. And it's an amazing thing. And the camper, you see the response where this happened to be not a nonverbal camper, but it was written all over his face, just the smile and the lighting up of his eyes. That It's a truly an amazing thing. And but Zahava, hot off the press, I don't know if you heard, but as Zahava and I were gearing up to do this interview, uh, Ronit, one of our speech therapists who came for Shabbos, who's a communication specialist, just said to me that she worked with a camper who is 16, has never communicated verbally or otherwise with pictures with her hands, and the bunk came and said, we really think she can do something. And they sat over Shabbos together and created a whole communication board, which Ronit taught her how to use. And she asked for her first time, can I have a cup of apple juice? First time able to communicate anything Amazing. in words. I really, it's something I really also stress with the counselors and orientation that just because a camper here isn't verbal, cannot verbally communicate, right. most a good percent really are communicating. So we really try and access that, whether it's with a communication board or, you know, looking at the signs, signals of, a, you know, body communication. When all this happens, the counselors celebrate with you, right? Yeah. Um, it's like one big team oh, celebration. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's quite amazing. And we never get tired of it or bored of it. It's just it's funny. You know, you're it's you're sitting under the Super Bowl sign. It's like winning the Super Bowl when this type <laughs> of stuff happens, right? It's better than winning it's the Super Bowl. It's better than winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's what it feels like, at least. It's pretty amazing. I thank both of you very, very much. Thanks for inviting us to Hask Experience Day and for joining us on the air. Thanks thank for you. being here. Uh, plus, did you notice, by the way, who's engineering the show? Oh, I sure did. Hello, Yoni Pollock. There he is, Yoni Pollock. How do you like that? Yoni Pollock, who is your favorite guidance counselor in Houston, Texas? <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> Pollock and Pollock Incorporated. Yeah. Thank you both both very, very much. And finally, after this incredible and amazing day here at Camp Hask, we finally get to speak with Reb Judah. We did speak to him a couple of times before, but those seem like so long ago compared to now toward the end of the show. Do I get to sing Atikva? That would be nice. I'm in. Um, we're getting set for some live music <laughs> because nothing is more live at Camp Hask than all their music and watching how the campers react to it. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It is pretty incredible. One unbelievable symphony. Uh, and that's going to be happening here today. And you've met a lot of alumni, a lot of uh, staff parents, very proud staff parents, by the way. Some came over to you, right, with a lot of, a lot of uh, thanks for the way their child is now. It is a Nachas Fest today. Yeah, that's what it is. It really exactly. is. It really is. Uh, and um, in general, as we've been asking people to do, uh, if they would come here and see what goes on on a regular day at Camp Hask, they'd be inclined to get involved with this incredible organization and this incredible camp because uh, the magic that goes on here every single day is palpable when you walk into the gates 
of Camp Hess. I can't believe it's going to take another 12 months before I return here. And am I right that when the camp ends on the last day, you're already thinking about the first day the following year? No, it's already before that. This week we already Abby have said the same yeah. thing. I think you guys have the same talking points, yes, I see. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. He says he's already, in, in his computer, he's already in 2021. Future like. me's. <laughs> he's got future me's emails coming all over. In Kedusha Bliachana. A lot of preparation. <laughs> Yeah. What a day. This is wild. <laughs> and and uh, we remind everybody that they have a, a very interesting and unique sweepstakes called the Super Bowl sweepstakes. You do want two people to go to the Super Bowl, but more importantly, you want as many people as possible to support Camp Ass. So to accomplish both, you will send two people to the Super Bowl as soon as uh, as soon as the contest or the sweepstakes has ended, but it's going to be months from now. They have a couple of months to buy tickets and get in on all these great prizes, including two tickets to the Super Bowl. They can go to superbowl.has.org and join in, buy the ticket, and support the camp. How about this? It's first down and uh, first and 10, and we're on our 20-yard uh, line. That's so right. A, a whole long field to go. way to go. It's going to be a big march <laughs> downfield until you get to that end zone. But what happens if you're not a football fan and you don't want to go to the Super Bowl? Then you can pass it on to somebody else. Or, you could, there's, or eBay. Or you can put them on eBay and give the money to Hats. Yeah, exactly. Split it. Sell them and give the money to (laughs) to a good cause. Uh, That would be a good thing. By the way, I I don't think I asked one person yet today about any new facilities in camp. Is there any building or anything that has happened since last year that's different than when we visited last summer? Absolutely. Take a look, right? That's our left over here. This beautiful indoor-outdoor gazebo. Cool. Fully accessible. uh, Wheelchairs, uh, walkers. Uh, there's learning groups go on there, bunk meetings, activities. They're scattered throughout camp. It was uh, sponsored through the generosity of the uh, Epstein family. Nice. In honor of their wonderful son, Raziel, my nephew, who's uh, been a camper here for a number of years, Dr. Benji. Um, so how many of those are there around camp? There's four of them throughout Very campus. Very nice. And it's really amazing to have, like, meeting spaces that are open. See how open to nature it is with the screens it's really they're beautiful beautifully done it's a beautiful addition and uh yeah that's uh, that's been great and and listen it's 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 not a new campus camp has been here for literally close to half a century <laughs> so over the winter there was work done in uh seven different bunks renovating bathrooms these are the original grounds of camp has. yeah this is it uh i also learned one other thing today that i uh, that i was not aware of and that is that when there's, you just said adaptability, so adaptive when it came to the When there's a night activity in camp, different than when, you know, 20, 30 years ago, every single camper will be kept in mind. There has to be a night activity that every single camper can somehow participate with, or you'll actually come up with an alternate night activity that they could have for their very own. And that was something that didn't exist here years ago. No, it's really something extraordinary. It's a credit to our rec team. It's a credit to the... Just the openness and the and the creative thinking. I mean, and and to every single department here in camp. Hawaiian Day. Yeah. I mean, besides that, thank God I've been able to, to grow my Hawaiian shirt collection over the years. Um, the luau. Everybody's at the luau, and everybody's able to participate. And, because uh, it's accessible to it's all. Accessible, and there's Hawaiian chicken for dinner too. They're throwing pineapples around Friday. It's, it's phenomenal. Every single department here participates in it, and uh, it's all to create that level playing field where everybody has a place. Also, one of your staff members alluded to the fact that years ago staff night activities were not as voluminous or, <laughs> or paid much attention to the way they are today. What have you done to keep your staff active at night when they have a little bit of time you know, off? We run camp here at 9 p.m. For the staff. When the campers go to bed and people are on OD, we run a whole program for our staff. We have a director of staff development, Dr. Benji, uh, Shuli Sohn, who is a phenomenal koach, um, a social worker in Eretz Israel, a real mashpia. She is running our Women's Bait Measures program. Um, 
Rabbi Willig, uh, Rabbi Huda Willig, a Rosh Hashiva at YU, who's our Mower Asra, coordinates our men's base, med- base measures program. We have a Mashkiach, Esti Stefanski, runs our uh, staff activities every night. There's activities in the base measures, outside the base measures, intramurals, leagues. We had Naomi Nachman here this week from Chopped. She was phenomenal. Uh, Ellie Leibowitz, a great comedian, came out and uh, put on a great show uh, for the staff. There are chaburas and shiurim going on every single night. Music for our staff uh, in the evening. We had some phenomenal nights. It's all to just create an environment of positivity and growth and hakara satov and to incubate leadership, you know, to, to just recognize that uh, we're all in the same boat here. And everybody and has special needs, and everybody, uh, everybody needs a summertime to, to grow and be their absolute best. And you even invited the chief rabbi of Russia to come visit Kavaz. <laughs> he and his helicopter. Seriously? <laughs> he landed a helicopter on the baseball field. It was pretty wild. Yeah, I can only imagine. Did he speak to the staff? He did. He spoke to, we, first we got a, a beautiful opportunity to bring together the children of Shluchim, uh, for, who are here from 11 different locations around the world. Wow, that's and that interesting. was very special for them, for their families. Uh, and then a big cabal upon him at the center of camp. Um, that was very, so it was the weekend of Gimel Thomas. That was a very beautiful uh, way to mark ah, 25 now years of Shluchim's passing. passing. Um, and at the same time, we had uh, the Dain of uh, New Square from Bauer Park, of Steinmetz, who was here, who was a postdoc for Boney Olam, yeah. uh, came here and met with, uh, with our staff as well. Uncle Maishi was here that day. I mean, there's something here literally for everyone. I don't know of that many places in the world, if anywhere, where Rosh Yeshiva and lay leaders from across the board uh, in the Torah community, from Yeshiva University, and I'm glad you mentioned YU. I wanted to give them a shout-out for the staff that uh, comes of from there. Of course. What do you mean? The, our staff is Yeshiva University staff. This is the best and the brightest and the heart and soul of our community, of the centrist community. Uh, YU and Stern are our biggest feeder. We're part of that. I mean, this past week we had a, a beautiful night um, with all of our upper staff members who are YU graduates giving advice and insights uh, for all the incoming students at YU and Stern. Uh, but where do you have from Yeshiva University to uh, to Satmer Chabad, uh, to leaders of uh, the community of, of, of Torah communities in Eretz Israel who come through and visit Hesder Yeshivot, uh, and about an hour from now, of Malkiel Cutler, uh, Beis Medrash Kavod will be coming through. What? The, it, this is the, when we're talking about Klal Yisrael, and we're talking about about uh, Am Yisrael, about Knesset Yisrael. We're talking about one Jewish family, and this is where it's happening. Unbelievable. The whole thing is incredible. A reminder, everybody, SuperBowl.has.org. Give generously. Buy as many tickets as you can, and maybe you'll end up in the Super Bowl by attending in February down you in Miami. You can also give if you don't want to buy a ticket. That's correct. You could also give. <laughs> Hask is always encouraging people to support their great work. And take part. Great. It's as close to the It is great and holy work, that is for sure. Uh, although you did put a big football theme uh, to this day, I must say. Between the football toss. I did kick a field goal yet, but i got to get over there. <laughs> uh, with my foot, I hope I don't destroy the football. <laughs> but anyway, I uh, I thank you, Rabbi Judah Michel. Thank you for being here. It's so this special. This has been an amazing visit. I always learn more every time I'm here. And one good thing I'll tell you that I'm sure you appreciate, every, every staff member I uh, spoke to, they are smiling. They seem to be enjoying themselves, and they seem to be viewing this as a very fulfilling experience. So Baruch Hashem for that. There is no greater joy than being in the service of others. And, um, and Camp Hask is just one of those very special places where A to Z... Uh, from beginning to end, 
It's about taking care of each other. As my father of blessed memory used to say, givers live longer than takers. And one of the reasons they live longer is because of the attitude that they have, the one you just described. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web and NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. And that will wrap up an incredible visit to the Hask Experience. Thank you for spending your Monday morning with us, and thank you to those who spent their Sunday with us here at Camp Hask. Plenty more coming up. It's a Monday after all. Brand new edition of the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten. Brand new after further review, the world of sports with Yoni Pollock. All coming up, and of course, our network all day long in a three-weeks format. And tomorrow morning, we're back starting at 6 a.m., right here at JM. And big thank you to Miriam Wallach and to Yoni Pollock and our entire staff, Avrami, ZK, everybody. And a big thank you to everybody up, up here at Camp Hask. And until tomorrow, Nachum Sigal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.